Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to The Sigma Show, episode 83. I'm your host, Sigma. Before I let you know who's joining me this week, real quick, we'll go over what our topics are going to be. First up, uh, you probably have heard that uh, Facebook, or I should say Meta's Metaverse venture um, has not been going well. They've lost billions of dollars since its inception. Um, and real quick, we'll just kind of go over maybe why that's the case, like what's going on with them, and maybe what our hopes would be for a future Metaverse if we at all even have such things. Uh, but after that, uh, the other big thing in the news is that the buyout of Twitter by Elon Musk has been finalized. It's official. He owns it. Um, Twitter was kind of going into a frenzy over it, uh, I noticed. But also, a lot of news outlets have been going into a frenzy over it because it's actually a very big deal. Like This, this is actually kind of world-changing in a way. So I really want to get my panel's perspective on kind of maybe what this means to them, what they think could happen in the future. Um, and just general conversation about that. And of course, we would love your input from the chat. But here to talk to me about these topics today, for the first time, Frost. Welcome, Frost. Uh, if you want to, real quick, this is your first time here, just give folks a little uh, spiel about, you know, where you, you know, what you do on the internet. I'm doing it. Um, maybe I'm a, you know, I'm I a random guy that like was that. found on Fiverr in case he needed a podcast guest. Uh, and I need to pay my bills, so. Do they... <laughs> Do they sell podcast they guests sell on Fiverr? everything on Fiverr, dude. I would yeah. not be surprised if they I, just come I, in podcast guest. I thought you were an exclusive OnlyFans. That's where I found you first. I'm just confused now. Everything is it's labeled exclusive. It's like those stores that are having those clearance buyout now. We're about to go out of out of stock. We're going to, yeah, those business closing down yeah. sales. But it never, never closes down. That's how they get you. Yeah. They make you think that you're getting in on the bargain floor, but no. That's, that's, that's but, yeah, but to actually answer the question properly, um, uh, let's see here. Joined the Escapists like three, four months ago, so I'm the newbie. Yeah, I'm the newbie, yeah. and I've been plastered all over the place because I have a very flexible schedule, I would say. And uh, that's been a fun time. But I haven't interacted with Will directly because, like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing, Will? You don't join streams and you don't do none yeah, of we'll, that. We'll just be there, there. There are reasons for this. I can't embarrass Jerome on stream. He'll be upset. Oh, by the way, he doesn't know who Jerome is. Jerome's Nick. Yeah, I, I, he's, I thought, we, that's I what the J was for. Johnson. Not, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that got really rated R. It's too early, buddy. <laughs> uh. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Frost. Uh, hopefully we'll be having you as a reoccurring guest in the future, as I tend to do with all my other invited guests. Uh, speaking of which, Rachel Kays is joining us once again. That's right, I'm back. And you all know why. Let's not even let's not even dissemble about that. Y'all know why I'm here. So you don't get fined? Yeah, certain, uh, a certain witch needs to be uh, brought up and talked Indeed. about. Indeed. I have so many questions. If it's not Bayonetta, I have no idea why she's here. Then. I'm just, I just love her presence. Like, did... Did the witch part not give it away that it was Bayonetta? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Fun fact, never played Bayonetta. Don't know what it's about. Would that give it away? See, I Maybe. saw that when we were setting up, and I was like, is that the Metaverse's icon? What, what is that? <laughs> I was like, that's I mean, not the Witcher. I mean, I will, provide, I will provide Metaverse commentary, because I do work for GamesBeat, where we talk about the Metaverse a lot. So I will provide that, but, um, but we all know why I'm really here. If you've known me for longer than three minutes, then you know why I'm really here. Of course. And last but not least, the Wilsey Blogs joins us once again. It's always a mistake when I'm here. I was told that we were going to be talking <laughs> about M&Ms and Halloween candies, but no, here we are talking about the metaverse. I don't know who told you that. And billionaires, man. like we give a shit about billionaires. 
not once in the history of this podcast have we ever discussed well, candy. So I don't know. We're not going to talk you. about the fentanyl candy. That's, that's <laughs> everywhere. I'm really disappointed. This is it's it's almost the holiday, and you're not talking about the candy. Ugh, disrespectful. But hi, everyone. It's it's always a pleasure to see you, except Casey. That's it. Wow. All right. So with that out of the way, real quick, we'll get into uh, what we've been playing, update you guys on uh, some video game type talk before we jump into the bulk of all this tech news that's out there. Um, does anyone want to go first? Has anyone been playing anything that they really want to get off their chest or watching something that they really want to talk about? Um, if anyone is kind of thinking real hard, I can go first. No, no, no I got something right off the rip and it's bad. All right. Let's I don't know if we want to do that. I know Frost is going to be all over this and this is the problem. Oh, I know exactly. Uh. Who the fuck created Marvel Snap? Ben Brode. Ben Brode is a genius. Who did too much. All right. Here's why I think there's a massive future for Marvel Snap. It's Uh a card game. All right. But it's full of RNG. It's Mm -hmm. full of bluffing. And it's full of things to do. Ben Brode was the most creative and fun creator of Hearthstone, but he could not balance it worth a damn. So Marvel Snap doesn't need to be balanced. He, He can go all out. It's his playground. Oh, he is. Why, he's, why doesn't it need to be? Like, I'm, I'm not a fan of these card games. Have you like, played it? Mainly because I just haven't. No, I so haven't. And you cannot open your mouth. The card. Nah. But I want I want to understand what the hook right. is. Because I because the way I'm hearing people talk about Marvel Snap makes me feel like I should try Marvel it's Snap. It's like crack, That's what I'm dude. First and off, I've never tried first crack. Off, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've had coffee, you've had crack. You're fine. Okay. It, it, it's not a card game in the sense like it's a card game. It's like a bluff game. Um, where it's just like, yeah, you have cards, but most of the winning comes from which card do you think it is or where am I positioning properly? It's more about where you're putting your stuff down. Six turns, the games are over in like two minutes. Free to play. Have at it. Dog, it, I've called okay. it to people and I've said it's Yu-Gi-Oh! with RNG. Which, I know that sounds... That's, but that doesn't sound like a good no, thing. No, no, no. Like, it's weird that it sells itself as a card game. Yeah, th- those are a big part of its identity, but it just doesn't feel like any card game I've played. It feels more like those games of chance and those bluff games that I played as, exactly. as a little kid. When you go to camp and all you have is a pack of cards, but you don't just want to play like normal, I don't know, blackjack or whatever. So you just start lying to each other over under. Yeah, I wish it had. Is there a voice chat that's in it? Because if so, I've been ignoring it the whole time, and they've heard no, me first. They just do the Hearthstone thing where you like oh, tap your icon and say, "Hey." Because let me tell you, I've been playing this so much, like I'm actually considering spending the ten dollars for the fucking season pass. I'm already, <laughs> I'm at like level forty three. I'm like, I'm, at, I'm ready. And okay, so oh god, so so I, I want to ask this as a mobile game. Uh, and again, that's based on like cards and like uh, Frost is saying, like bluffing and chance. What do you spend money on? Like, does it help you in the game? Is it a cosmetic thing? Like, how, how are they monetizing? You, you can you play Hearthstone. I haven't played. Heart, played I know what Hearthstone is because right. I've watched right. a lot of streams of it. Uh, but obviously, if you want to give it a go, you can go educate me further. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So it is. Pretty much just like taking the soul of Hearthstone in that if you buy things, you kind of lessen the grind. You're not going to win necessarily, but by paying, you can, first off, you unlock a lot of cosmetics. Secondly, because it is a lot of card unlocks are based on unlocking other cards. Like for every time you upgrade a card, you push a meter and that will unlock more cards. So that speeds up how many cards that you can get. But I haven't gotten to a point where I'm just here like, oh, my God, the cards you have. I haven't even seen these. What are these? I feel like the matchmaking keeps that in mind where it's just like I'm going to match people with similar cards near each other. Okay. It's weird in that aspect. But, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't that help that sort of grind where, like, you go up against someone and you're like, I didn't even know this was in the game, so I need to Yeah, it, it happens a few times, but not enough to just be, like, in Hearthstone where I'm like, I have no legendaries. I have nothing there. 
This, Listen, this is, okay. Yeah. From an inexperienced person, let me tell you, it's the chaos that's been in the reveal of the three locations. So, mm-hmm. context for UKC: when you start the game, there are locations, and there's three of them. And in said location, it'll reveal, it'll start, and it'll just mention something like, "Hey, whoever has the highest amount of power or attack, whatever you consider it, um, will have a plus five here." It's things like that where it's like, okay, cool. And there's two other locations that are revealed. Second turn, there's the second one. Third turn, there's mm-hmm. the last one. And it really depends on how you can like play to change it. And there's ways where I've played, like, for example, there will be something where it's like, hey, Ego. And Ego just plays all the cards for you. You have no say. It is just what happens, happens. There's also one where it's like, hey, if you land and you put a card here, the rest of the locations, because you can, I mean, the rest in that location, because it would have four cards per location, um, mm-hmm. you'll just get four duplicates. So, like, if you're wilding out with Hulk, who has, like, a 12 in terms of attack, you automatically yeah, are just attack. wrecking that center. But it doesn't mean you win because of the fact that you can have things like, the, the you can have this, uh, two other locations that are being capped that have a higher thing, or somebody can change it in a dime. It can be where it's just, like, one card changes it all. And it's so goddamn addicting and I hate that I want it just for like the Miles Morales cards that are there. I that's the that's the only reason. <laughs> everything else, I was just like, I'm getting to that point where I've already done my dailies. I've already done everything for the season outside of what's like getting in actual battle pass, whatever you consider it. And I'm like, shit. I'm, I'm I've already upgraded all the cards that I can. Now I gotta just wait to upgrade again, which is like a 15 hour thing. And I'm like, ah, uh, you got me. Mm. And I'm not even into mobile games. I've been playing that like crazy reason like i have no idea you should you should get into it see if you like it I, yeah i i kind of want to try it. like to be honest you guys' description has not really given me any better of an idea as to what this game chaos is. but that's probably just because of my lack of knowledge of just kind of trading card ga- or card games in general uh so b- this one being you know so uh accessible basically like a free mm-hmm. card game and, and so let's let's just use the word addicting I, I kind of want to see what's in there. I'll, so I'll, I'll see if it can hook. Use that keep, word, dog. It's straight up gambling. They give you a free <laughs> season, pretty much a free battle pass, and I didn't even know that. I was like, okay. You're and then right. as soon as like I was like, all right, here's a symbiote. I'm like, no fucking way. You're telling me I did that whole thing and you got more? And I've already... <laughs> and keep in mind, I didn't take an L in that whole first battle, but whatever, the preview battle pass, did that no Ls. As soon as I got to the other one, I'm like, oh, I'm taking Ls left and right because I think power... It is the king. In reality, it's like, no, you, you got to play strategy. You can have it where the location will say, hey, instead of drawing your own deck, you draw from each other's deck. I'm like, what the fuck? Much. What am I supposed to do with that? I don't know what your logic is. I don't know where your cards are supposed to be. It's it's chaos. It's absolutely Yo, chaos. Tell them about the snap. It. Tell them about the snap. Oh, dog, the snap he gave me the all the snap. time. Because <laughs> you press the snap and it's like, okay, so you're trying to level up this. Okay, cool. And if you snap, then it becomes what is it, two or four? And if they snap, that then becomes eight. And you they, you, you could be playing chicken at that point because you're like, yo, I got this in the bag. People will start the game snapping. I'm like, yo, oh, you haven't a laid daily. a goddamn card. <laughs> it's a daily, dog. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's snap, really snapping. I, I love I love the enthusiasm. I just don't understand. Snap, snap and Casey and I are <laughs> like, over here like, uh, <laughs> All right. I'm I, so I have sorry. no idea what they're talking but, about, but, but they're so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's the energy. It makes me like, you know, I need I need to understand this. I need to know. I what feel like we're the children, game. and you guys are like the parents are like, oh yeah, that's cool, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, you can play that. And we're just yeah. like, we are fucking addicted on the Nintendo. <laughs> nah, so you, you're playing for rank points on the ladder, and you go up one cube every time you win. Well, two, I guess. But snapping is doubling down. 
before mm-hmm. the match is over and be like, we're playing for four. And the other guy is like, they could just leave right there or they could leave it as it is or just be like, all right, we're playing for eight. And it's going to cost you. You lose, you go down eight. You win, you go up eight. It's just gambling. It is All right, what it yeah, is. It's, that, pure, yeah, it's gambling, like gambling without a heavy risk. Like Because even if, I feel like if you, if you went down all the way, like say you just started doubling every time and you're at like level one of the tier portion of it, it doesn't really impact the game that much for me. Like oh. I've went from like 40 to 32 and 32 is where I've been stuck. I go under, I go over, but I've been stuck at 32 for some reason because I get ballsy. I don't know. This game is bad. I don't know why I've been playing it so much. I'm not even that sort of person. I hate mobile games for the most part. And yet, here I am spending, like, I literally had my I boss ping me and say, stop playing Marvel Snap. And I said, okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> uh, all right. So a very, very passionate spiel about Marvel Snap from Will. Uh, is there anything else uh, in your, uh, in your what you've been playing oh, I hate or to, watching? I hate to be that guy. You guys ever heard of this, this little company called Ubisoft? They made a Mario Rabbids game. Fantastic. Yeah, I've heard good things. Oh yeah, yeah. We, of course we did. Yeah. No, obviously we did. <laughs> no, but no, I honestly have heard good. Th- I've heard nothing but good things since that game released. I'm, too, I'm glad everyone loves it because let me tell you, I've had to capture footage for this game like months in advance on a computer, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, I I've never played anything XCOM related. I was thoroughly confused. It was very simple, right? But the thing is, is that. Similar to Marvel Snap, I get ballsy as soon as I start understanding the flow of things, and then the game just quietly humbles me. And it's like, yo, <laughs> you don't you don't know this game. And the worst part is that for work, I have to like create either guides or help or PlayStation stuff, whatever it ends up being. So we're we, we're tapping into the knowledge resources while also building our own. And I was it was really weird to find out that I was the best person on my team to do it. And I'm like, yo, I'm not good at this. So that means you guys either play whatever JRPGs and really love it, or like I just, it was a roll of a dice sort of situation. But I've been playing it, I beat it obviously prior, and now I'm just trying to beat it again, but more so keeping in mind all the information I was missing prior. And now it's helping a lot in terms of gameplay instead of me just being crazy and attacking like a mug. Um, okay. What you call? Have you guys ever watched a show Ghost or heard of it? Ghost. Ghost. It's on no, CBS. What, what, what's it about? It is a. Is it about a ghost? It's a comedy. It's be, it was <laughs> shut up. Uh, it was initially a, it was adapted from a, I think BBC had it first, right? And the thing is, is that um, a couple basically inherits a, a, some some mansion that's like in upstate New York or something like that, and they move to get away from the city. And uh, what ends up happening is the woman who's there, who's actually the actress who plays Eye Zombie. I forget her act the actress actual name. I know who you're talking about, yeah. though. Yeah, I, I remember the Eye Zombie girl. And it's oh, what's this other guy's name? It it kills me so much. Um, I'm not gonna get it in, in the top of my head, but um, basically right, she, she takes a she takes a tumble down the stairs, and in doing so, now she sees the remnants of ghosts who are there, and all these ghosts have different personalities. Like one is like Thor, but not Thor, the god of thunder, but in the same vein of Viking. The other one is um, like a camper or like he used to be like a a head boy scout or whatever. And he's there with an arrow through his neck. They can't leave. And it's funny because. Wait, is it is it ghost or ghosts? Ghosts. Okay. There's multiple ghosts. Right. Okay. So I I have I have seen this uh, this poster. let Let me tell you something. When they die. Right. They can't leave. And the thing that they're saying is when they actually achieve peace, like and I, I shit you not. The line is, they get sucked off. Hell yeah. 
And it's so great because the ghosts have so many different personalities. And it's just all over the place in terms of how they do it. But there's also like the same thing where it's like you see a little growth. It has that sort of sitcom feel without being a sitcom, quote unquote. And um, well, I mean, I like a live action sitcom. And it's really, really good. Mm. It's been addicting. I also. Oh, go ahead. It's American Horror Story, but happy. It's American Horror Story, but not horror. It's not at all. Like, yeah, this, this looks like a comedy. Yeah. It's actually a really great were comedy. Were we watching the same American Horror Story? No, we're not talking about American <laughs> Horror Story. We're talking about ghosts. <laughs> I mean, then again, I've seen Lady Gaga in American Horror Story. And that was a little bit of a comedic experience for me. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, I don't take her as serious as an actress. Uh, oh, dang. Shout out, uh, yo! I think I got Captain Strays. <laughs> I love the movie. What's that movie that she was in with? Uh, a Star is Born. Yeah, I love. I love the. It's not Matthew McConaughey. You son of a bitch! It's nowhere. It's not Matthew McConaughey. No, it's the guy from freaking. Uh, oh God, this is where I'm slacking on the name. Bradley Cooper. Am I tripping? He's. That, oh yeah. right, it is Bradley Cooper. <laughs> That's a whole different. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on, those guys are pretty interchangeable. Let's be real. Are they? Are yeah. Matthew I don't know if that's the same. Bradley Cooper. They could play each other's roles in pretty much. I can argue else. like the Chris's, like they're all exchangeable yeah, at that yeah. point. But there's too many Chris's for you to, for me to know which Chris's you're saying are exchangeable. Um, just take take pick a pick. You can take a Pratt, Chris you can Evans, take a Pine, you can take Tucker, Evans, you know. you can, Chris Rock. I mean, all right, Chris Tucker. <laughs> all right, well, I mean, <laughs> if you want to be really racist, I guess you could say, yeah, no, they're all the same. <laughs> but you go your own way. I'm not going to say racist. That's equality right there. That's it's a quality <laughs> thing, but also like we'd get canceled if we say that nowadays. <laughs> That's something my mom would say because she doesn't know any actor or actress's name and just will just be like, Yeah, Chris Chris Rock. Chris Rock, he was with Jackie Chan. I'm like, No, he was not. He was never with Jackie Chan. What were you watching? So um He's watching the bootleg. Whoops. So yeah, ghosts. Well. So ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> right. Anyway. Right. Uh, so ghosts is a really great comedy I'd recommend uh checking out. Um yesterday I watched Coraline for the first time. Yo, I, oh, nice. I, got, I gotta get on that too. I've not seen it yet. I'm, it's a cute movie. I I don't get the hype. I really don't. I don't think it was scary either. I, people were saying like they were terrified, and they what? saw it. Keep in mind, my age group, two thousand nine. A lot yeah, of them were still saying. like in elementary. Uh, not elementary. They were in high school. So like, they were they were like just getting there, and I'm like, okay, it's not supposed to be scary. But then again, they were saying it, and I'm like, it's it's creepy. There's times where it's just like, oh, you've you've <laughs> changed. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I, I gotta rewatch it. Maybe I was just in a bad mood or something like that line. But once I found out the general gist of like, hey, the the feel is or the end of takeaway is that you're supposed to be happy with what you have. That's what I came across for me. I was just like, mm, no, no, I want more. That's that's bad. You, <laughs> it, especially when you see it and it's more like, like I don't I don't want to give too much details, but it's like there are abuses that are there that are not physical, but it's just like, mm, no, this is what PTSD comes from. Like you can't have this. This is terrible um but yeah i'm trying to think of other games i've been doing this weird thing and it, it's slipping me i've been playing games i've been going through my list that's of games that are installed computer pc so on and so forth i mean computer pc computer mm-hmm. ps5 so on and so forth and i basically each day i try to play at least like 10 minutes of each game and it's it's been very weird because like one day i was playing god of war for the first time which i love i've never played any god of war not the originals um obviously oh. i don't access to ragnarok and there i was like this dad is 
killing in the best way, but also seems a little abusive, but not in a like he's not trying to be, he just doesn't know how to be a father at the moment. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's kind of the whole the whole deal but in that story. He's very <laughs> loving and warm boy. He got the he got the warm voice. Yeah, he got the good old frost voice, but it's uh, beyond that, I can't really say. So I've only played like one of the first fights. And I, my mm-hmm. jaw was on the floor. I felt like I was in a fucking superhero movie and I had no idea what was going on. And I was like, why is this guy beating him? This guy's like clearly drunk of some sort. I can't wait to get further into it. But I can't, unfortunately. It's really good. It's a really good story. I got to wait until because I, I actually just sold my PlayStation to my uh, friend who's like since elementary school. So he's like a brother. So he's like, I don't want to pay. Mm-hmm. And he's been struggling to find it. So I just sold him mine. And my, I bought the Call of Duty bundle that now has the disc tray because I had a digital. Um, so I don't have that until tomorrow. So I, I've just been craving more and more to play. I have a lot of stuff, but I talk a lot. So I'm just going to toss it to somebody else because I'm sure we'll have banter at one point. Uh, yeah, so, so I'm sure you'll get another chance to speak. <laughs> Unfortunately. Point. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> um, anyone else want to jump in then? I mean, I can go next. I was just going to, I was going to, I didn't want to step on Frost. Um, see here. I've got too much. Oh, that consent. It's just like <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, if anything, the only thing that stuck with me because uh, I've done a lot of been watching, been playing, mostly leaning into the TV and whatnot. The Watcher, limited series on mm, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Take it as you will. I thought it was some booty duty, but I, yes, I like I, I'm I, I'm in the same camp as you. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm just happy that they're doing limited series stuff because I'm glad that I don't ever have to hear about this later of like, it gets better in the next season or or, or another Game of Thrones thing of just like, man, it sucked. It's like, I'm just happy it ended. Now I, it's, there's resolution. Yeah, now in this current environment, yeah. I'm lacking resolution. I have a question. About everything. Go on. Is that, I've only seen that lady in the ad, the blonde woman, Jennifer Coolidge, I think her name is. Probably. So it's not a comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. Cause it's sort of it's it's it, the first line in this description probably wouldn't be comedy. It's supposed to be kind of like a mystery, yeah. like thriller type show, right? Yeah. Mm. But yeah, there's definite like hints of this situation is actually pretty funny. Mm. But I don't I don't think it's all the time intentional. Like it's a pretty artsy whodunit kind of thing. Problem is, you know, like, well, the whole basis, the whole premises, so you don't really get anything. But it, oh, you can spoil. A, I don't care. Oh yeah, I, I feel like I kind of spoiled this when I was talking about it last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah, oh, oh, I also oh. know the the mystery behind it, so I've got oh, uh, I've got saying. theories about that. So yeah, so like as somebody who came in and didn't know what the hell was going on, I was like, this is really cool directing. Like especially, I love the um. All right, the thing I noticed amongst all of it is that everybody blended in with their surroundings based on their clothing, right? Except when the mm. director was trying to cast suspicion, they wouldn't fit into the frame in any way. So you end up with every every one of them standing out at some point with their outfits and then just being like, it could be this person, that person. Every one of them got suspicions cast on them. But then in the end, it's like, and this mystery was never solved. And I'm like, well, right. Oh, just like, that's uh, the worst way. That. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the worst way to end a mystery story it, is by saying it. Yeah, I don't know. It genuinely makes you feel like a little <laughs> smart. <laughs> makes you feel a little smart, a little clever, and then you're like, yeah, we don't know either. And I'm like, well, you just zodiac me again. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's just it. Like, it's re- like I, I questioned why they chose to make this into uh, an adaptation in the first place yep. when the real life story just doesn't have a conclusion. And if you go that far, why not make one up? Because like most of the audience probably just won't 
like you could say it's based on a true thing, but of course it's right. adapted for TV, which clearly it is. Because there are some situations that happen in that show that for sure would not have happened in real is life. Is this supposed to be uh, a I won't limited get into series? It is a limited yeah. series. It's one season, yeah. seven episodes. I think. I think that's dumb. That's I'm, <laughs> The more I hear about it, the more it gets me upset. Because I just, and I hate, I'm not going to take it too long, but like I've just watched uh, Only Murderers in the Building, which mm-hmm. is a comedy. Mm-hmm. And... Oh. Uh, Selena Gomez, Martin Short, uh, oh, Steve, Mark, right? It mm. even then they follow through at the end of each season with a nice little yep you find out but guess what there's another murder so it's one of those things where it's like at least you get that peace of mind and the fact that that's not there I don't know that annoys me I wouldn't want to watch that no it's bad I feel like I dodged it's a bullet bad. yeah I feel yeah, like I, I missed good. the yeah. the Hubie Halloween yeah. of the Watchers or whatever it's called <laughs> that yeah, was a terrible no. movie. No resolution, but the peace I, of mind comes from knowing there's no more. Like the series is over. Yeah, and, yeah. And I want more of that. I'm okay for better or worse. Give me more limited series. Yeah, because at some point, even if it's bad, a lot of folks are like, "Well, I'm already this invested. So if there's gonna be more of it, I need to see what the more is." Yep. And like, it's it's a dangerous cycle. Yep. <laughs> Can I be real with y'all? Of course. Mm-hmm. As a as a true crime and mystery aficionado, I think they made it all up. The family and oh, the, the real they family. They yeah. made the whole thing up. Oh, shit. It's Dropping also... Bombs. It's very okay. similar to another incident that happened called the Circleville Letters, mm. where it, that was a whole town getting anonymous letters, basically saying, mm. yeah, I know your dark secrets. I'm going to let it out. And then so this family comes along, and all of a sudden, they start getting weird mail. And I'm like, really? And for a house that they paid a lot of money for, I'll put it that way, a house they paid a lot of money for, and all of a sudden they're starting to make a return on their investment. So I've read a lot of stories where it's like the people who come into this haunted house. uh, This was my deal with Amityville as well, the the house in Amityville. Mm -hmm. It's like they move into this house that they've spent a lot of money on. They put a lot of money into the house. And then all of a sudden, mysteriously, it starts getting haunted. Yeah. And they start, and you know, they start selling their story to the newspapers. They suddenly they start getting a lot more, a lot more public, uh, you know, traction on their story. The worst, it's a, it's a viable theory. The worst part is that I agree with you hundred percent. As I've had friends who have been living in that general town in Long Island, and when they get past that, like they've had the spooks or some sort of they say whatever supernatural event, and I'm like, this is just all mental at this point. You're you course, know about the thing. You've seen the movie, or you heard the, you heard the stories, whatever, and boom, that that's just how that works. But then again, I always forget, and this is unrelated, but Ryan Reynolds did the sequel or the reboot of that movie, yeah, he and, did. and and he he did a great job. Totally uh, it, the Amityville Horror, which movie? Yeah, yeah. Ryan, like, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. I remember because they made a big point of showing off his body. Yep, they did. It, it was, and it was impressive. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Peak fail musical form, or whatever you call it. <laughs> all right we'll 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 just end the conversation on that <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so i'm sorry does that do it for you uh frost yeah, in terms of what yeah, you're that, watching that's it. of all yeah. the things the thing that stood out the most was it was booty duty i want more <laughs> limited series uh, agreed yeah. agreed um rachel do you, so you want it to go next uh sure um actually i'm just gonna take this uh, eye patch off because <laughs> it's 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 fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to wear, but it's digging into my eye like nobody's oh, business. No. Oh, no. Dang. We appreciate the commitment to the bit. Though you didn't have anything I just said. I wanted to I wanted to last as long as I could, but frankly, that was incredibly painful for me. 
So anyway, you know, I've been no playing comment. this little game you might have heard of. It's called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, you know, I've been I've been th- like really digging into that this last week. Ever since they it got, got, they released, got witches in that? It released on Friday. But, uh, you know, no, no, no. I've been playing Bayonetta pretty much since exclusively since it launched. <laughs> mm hmm. So, they did. They did launch the same day. They did. Yeah, I actually did a um a TikTok where uh, I don't know if you have ever heard the TikTok audio where it's like I need to feel something. Tell me something that'll piss me off, and then you know insert whatever thing is going to piss you off. It's like yeah, that'll, that'll do, do it. it. <laughs> and uh, so I did that one. It was like Modern Warfare Two will outsell Bayonet Bayonetta Three, and I was like, yep, that'll do it. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't get a review copy of the game, so uh, I I basically had to start playing it on Friday with everyone else, and I've played mm-hmm. nothing else since. If it makes you feel any better, Bayonetta 3 has an open critic rating of 88, while Call of Duty has 76. I mean, it's not that's not going to affect the sales like at all. Oh, but. yeah, I know. I, I'm also yeah. in the same vein where I'm tired of like Call of Duty, and I'd rather play anything else in the fucking universe. But then I also have a friend who literally helped produce the game so i'm like all right you had a good run good game got about a bing so well, whatever well i mean at the risk of sound at the risk of um encouraging further banter since lampy brought it up in chat the only reason i am not playing it right now is because my hand is almost physically non-functional at this point from doing some of the qtes oh, oh dang wow. so i'm just like is oh my god because you know it's been it's been over eight years since the last new Bayonetta game came out where I basically, true. and I was so much younger then I was so much more, I was so much more flexible <laughs> and I could bounce back from stuff like this more easily. And now it's just like, ah, <laughs> I can't do these rapid fire button presses anymore. My poor hand. But so, so, so it's, it's maintained that same energy is what you're saying. Absolutely. Like it's still as hyperactive and, uh, is it? Would you consider it like challenging? Like oh, in, yeah. the, in the same way, like those older bayonetas were? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's got um, well, of course, you know, difficulty scales as well. Because I think Bayonetta Two was just the pinnacle of the difficulty, mm. just spike. Uh, and Bayonetta Three, I haven't had time to like fully test, like go into because I usually like start at like medium difficulty and just like work my way up to pure platinum. And yeah, it, it's a. Um, so far, I, I haven't finished it yet. So far, I'm loving everything about it. The only thing, there's only one thing about it that I don't like so far. And I don't know mm. whose bright idea this was, but I want to grab their heads and shake it. Which is that, okay, so in Bayonetta, you get, in both previous Bayonetta games, you get the option to change Bayonetta's costume. And, you know, it's pretty standard. You know, she wears, like, variations of different kinds of, you know, glamorous outfits she's a very glamorous woman in this one mm-hmm. that's been replaced with um these uh, with a, a mechanic where you can customize the color of her her main outfit and that's bad because i should not be uh put in a position bayonetta is ha- is basically in hot couture 24 7 i should not be dressing this woman this is like you know the you know what's the expression like she'd look good wearing a potato sack raid the goddamn Uh potato factory because this is not working for me like you could put like you could make her main outfit like cotton candy pink and give her green hair and orange glasses and i'm looking this like who told who Uh, thought this was a good idea Uh like that like why was it so difficult where your concept art is so underpaid that you couldn't come up with a bunch of glamorous outfits to put bayonetta in Right. Okay. So, ra- so rather than kind of pre-made, awesome-looking stuff, mm-hmm. they kind of just let you screw with the color scheming in ways that just look unnatural. Yeah, it doesn't. The Call of Duty crowd there. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't work for me. It's not doing it for me. 
So uh, let, especially yes. compared to like the gorgeous outfit she was wearing in the last few games. And it's like in this one, she's just, you know, it's like, okay, let's, let's, let's just give you the option to like make her whole ensemble purple. And I'm like, but this, but this doesn't work with the palette <laughs> and the color. And not to mention the fact that no matter what outfit you give her, she still has the red ribbons all throughout her hair. So oh. you could, that's another opportunity for things to clash. So I'm just like, I, it's just the one mechanic that I found so far that I'm like, this is, no, we should not. This no, this should never even have gotten past the pitch phase. <laughs> Lampy beat me to the punch, but uh, how are you feeling with the voice acting? Has it impacted anything? Mm. No. Okay. Jennifer Ale, just as good as Helena Taylor. Uh, there you go. Yeah. That's all that matters. It, I mean, I mean, to be, to be honest, I, I, I would have been able to tell it was a different voice actress, but the energy is precisely the same. It's, it's um, I mean, to be fair, she's very obviously doing a dupe of Helena Taylor's voice. But, yeah, that's what we assumed she would go for, right? Yeah, like, I mean, based on the be... trailers, it's not, it's not to the point where I mean, there there are slight differences. Like, mo- it's mostly in like the the battle sounds. Like, um, uh, for let me see if I can do the, the give this example. But like in the, uh, um, in in the first two games, like if you activate which time Bayonetta's response was, "Is that all you've got?" Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, in this game, it's like, "Is that all you've got?" You know, it's okay. slight, okay. little slight differences like that, mm-hmm. and they're not. Um, it, it that doesn't happen very often, but every now and then there'll be a slight difference, and it doesn't bother me. Jennifer Hale is an amazing voice actress, so it doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't cause me any dismay. Okay, well, I mean that's good to hear because, mm-hmm. of course, with all the contention that we talked about on the previous show, that we won't redredge uh, now. <laughs> um. um but yeah, any anything else? Uh no, I've actually been out of town on the at the Games Beat Summit, so I haven't really had time to watch or play just about anything else. I didn't get Bayonetta until Friday, so like I'm I'm at the point now where I can't even like remember what I was playing because I mostly was just <laughs> playing in airports. I did play Mario Plus Rabbids, so uh, and, and you I and loved I'm like, it, right? I no? loved it. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm serious. No, I do like it because I'm a huge XCOM fan. And I love strategy games in general. So, yeah, I have been enjoying it. It's just kind of been eclipsed in my mind of course, by yeah, that Bayonetta. That. Yeah. Sure. You know what's gotcha. crazy? Now that you mention it, I thought that was going to be my version. Of, I thought Gotham Knights was going to eclipse Mario Rabbids for me. It did not. No. I, wish my, I wish I never wasted the time installing it. <laughs> it's very disappointing. Yeah, you heard my, my, my Gotham Knights rant last week i think i still want to check it out dog i'm not gonna lie to you you can but you don't go in with expectations because if you go in with expectations well no my expectations are like on the floor at the yeah so then it can't be that bad because (laughs) i i ignored i ignored everything i i almost wrote it for the escapist and i was like "Mm, i can't do this in a time crunch Mm -hmm. and then i'm looking at it and i'm like I've had friends ping me and they were saying like, yo, I'm, I'm playing this and it's so long. Don't do it. Cause I asked him, I was like, is it a, should I, what, what am I in store for it? He's like, mm, probably not time crunch wise. And I, me, I'm a big Batman fan. It's it's one of my favorite superheroes mm-hmm. and my heart just broke left and right. It's just, it's, it's not bad. It just exists and that's okay. Um, I should also add that I've been I I since Will brought it up I have been playing more of God of War Ragnarok. I can't tell you anything more about it, but I I can say that that went during the times when I was home and before Bayonetta three. That's what I've been playing. Game of the year. All right. <laughs> like I I literally can't say anything more than that. But I'm just like I want to so badly. <laughs> just ask stupid questions. So is Kratos in there? <laughs> 
Um, well, I mean, you've seen the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I'll, okay. I'll go last and I'll keep it short. Because mm-hmm. um, I... I really haven't been playing too much that isn't just straight up for work. And my review is going to come out for the thing I've been playing uh, fairly soon. So I won't bother hashing it out here. Um, but I have been uh, catching up on an old show that is new again because it just hit Netflix um, as like a redone version. Uh, I talked about this sometime before. Uh, Bee and Puppy Cat. It's from the same team who brought you Adventure Time. Like uh, one of like the lead um, artists and writers as well as... Pendleton Ward himself, the person who created Adventure Time, has is worked on being Puppycat. It was an old YouTube series uh, from the Frederator channel. Like they do a bunch of like uh, indie animation stuff, um, and it got picked up by Netflix, where Netflix is going to do a season two. But they also d- redid all the art and I think a lot of the voice work for season one. So that's all on Netflix right now, the first season. And honestly, like it's a really beautiful, like surreal and like chill cartoon show like it like the, the thing i love about shows like adventure time and steven universe is that they they put on a front of like being very cutesy and very um like childish almost but then just underneath that surface is a very deep story or a very like depressing and dark story and being puppy cat is sort of hovering in the cutesy realm and only ever hinting at the darkness underneath. Like there's definitely something very menacing going on in that show, but they refuse to kind of acknowledge it for like, I'm, I'm all the way up to episode 14 of the 16 episode season. And like, they have not really delved into like the darkness part yet. And I, I for one would think that that was annoying based on the other shows that I've liked, but the chill vibes from like the characters being so like lovable amongst each other and like being likable and like, like I'm really, like I'm really being put in a place of peace by just watching these characters hang out. Like there, there are several episodes in a row where they celebrate a character's birthday, and it's like, okay, after the third birthday episode, you'd be like, this is this would this is a bit much, but no, like you kind of care so much about the characters and like how the rest of their friends are like treating them and taking, um, you know, taking steps to celebrate that person's birthday. Like you, you, you get that sense of how much they love each other, even though they are personally going through like some hardships and whatnot, like they still take the time out to celebrate their friend or their loved one or whatever. Like that really kind of hits me in the heart. So like, I've, I've been really like, that show has like really been healing me in a lot of ways, like just dealing with like stressful situations in life or whatever. But it's something I really miss from Adventure Time. Cause like, that was like a very comfort show for me. I would rewatch a lot of episodes because like, it, it just gives me this very chill and cool and friendly vibe. And being Puppy Cat is doing a lot of the same. Um, and so I, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm not done with it yet, but um, uh, I, I strongly encourage everyone to watch it. It has amazing music as well. Uh, I don't know. I, I need to look up who's like the composer on that because um, yeah, every single track that plays in the background is like, like I, I wish I had this, <laughs> this show on a soundtrack. And if it has a soundtrack, someone point me in that direction because I need to watch it. <laughs> You're going to watch a soundtrack? Yeah, whole thing. I'm going to listen to it. No. Yes, I'll, I'll stare at that soundtrack. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Just stare at every single track list song. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, I'm, I'm really into it. Uh, and especially with all the news about animation kind of, uh, be, like animation houses being like fired and laid off and stuff. Like it's, I'm glad that this is a thing that still exists. I, I hope that second season is still coming because I haven't heard anything about the opposite. But I'd be very upset if that does not come back. You know what Netflix do. Keep your hopes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's definitely not written in stone. It's like, they, they, they do the second season. 
Uh, but that's it for me in terms of playing and watching. Uh, we'll jump into our first topic. Uh, first up, Meta, aka uh, formerly known as Facebook. Uh, I mean, they still have a product called Facebook, but the company Meta and their Metaverse, which, uh, if you don't know, is sort of a virtual reality space where folks are supposed to kind of, um, well, I think that's part of the problem, right? What the hell are people supposed to do in the Metaverse? Because uh, Facebook has spent billions, billions of dollars on this product, this service. Um, they've been pushing it maybe as sort of like a, a work from home solution where you can kind of create a virtual office space. Uh, but I'm curious what you guys, like, what are you guys' impression of, one, the metaverse in general, because that's kind of the the catch-all phrase, and specifically Facebook's branded metaverse, or Meta's metaverse, because they they named theirs after the, the colloquial term in, a, in an effort to kind of, uh, what, what's the word? What's that thing where, like, your brand is so synonymous with the product oh, that you just call the product I a brand? I know what you're talking about. I know what you like mean. Like Vaseline, for example. Yeah, like Band-Aid <laughs> and stuff like that. Like yes, Google right, that. exactly. There's probably a word for it, but I can't remember what it is. But that's what Facebook is going for here by naming their thing Metaverse, which is cheating because they just use the thing that's called. So like, <laughs> Well, what they're <laughs> trying anyway. to do, what they're trying to do mm-hmm. is make sure that their brand is the only one associated in the popular public imagination with the Metaverse, even though the con- mm-hmm. the, um, the concept has been around since before any of us were born. And mm-hmm. I know this because, and not to, this is not my accomplishment, so I'm not tooting anybody's horn here, but I did get to meet Neil Stevenson, the author of Snow Crash at GameSpeed Summit, where he was speaking. And he is mm-hmm. actually the or- originator, or at least the popularizer of the term metaverse and what it means. And oh, nice. So, um, a lot of people are signaling the death of the metaverse concept just because Meta lost billions. And I'm like, you're doing exactly what they want you to do, which is associate the metaverse uh-huh. with Meta. Like the metaverse is itself as a concept, it's doing fine. Like whatever you feel about the metaverse, it's it's still hot right now. But Meta losing money on it, that's due to a lot of like bad business practices that I think have nothing to do with the metaverse in general. So, 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 I'm, so I'm curious, what... Where is the metaverse doing well in that case? Because the first thing that comes to my mind is Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Like Fortnite's version of a metaverse. Like Fortnite. very popular. It's making money hand over fist. Roblox. Okay, yeah, that's another good example. Yeah. Those are, but those are, the problem to me is that we have yet to come up with any kind of like a unified metaverse, like overall. So far, we've mm-hmm. got a bunch of brands that are selling themselves as sort of mini metaverses. And out of all of those Roblox of Fortnite are doing are doing well, but they are not a they are not the metaverse. That's like saying Earth is the universe. It's not quite mm-hmm. the same thing. So cause cause the concept of a metaverse is all encompassing. Right. Like, that's the whole point. Right. Like, everyone's supposed to be there. It can't be these sort of siphoned off uh little hubs. Right. And to that to answer your question about the metaverse in general, um I mean, speaking speaking in a semi-professional capacity, one of my issues with the metaverse has been that the priority for a lot of a lot of companies who are trying to make the metaverse happen is brands, is trying to get brands on the metaverse, is trying to provide an easier forum for brands and shopping experiences to be part of the metaverse. I'm like, well, that's great if you try. That's great trying to sell something, but that should be like orders of magnitude lower on your priority list than getting yeah, yeah. us onto the metaverse, the actual consumers. 
It's like, it's great that you want to use this as a venue for us to buy things. That's great, but it's not... If, if nobody's there to buy anything, then it shouldn't really be a surprise if you don't receive or if you don't get a return on your investment. No, that, I, I, and I think that's kind of the core of what, where the misstep is here. Because, uh, like, Zuckerberg and uh, the company Meta basically dove in heart. They're like, this is the future. Uh, and I kind of agree with that sentiment. Like, this is probably where society is going to go. Like, I've I've seen all sorts of, like, other media that have toyed with this idea. Like, Ready Player One is a very popular one. But, like, more, more so than that, um, uh, the anime movie from... Mamoru Hosuda, uh, Summer Wars, uh, and their Oz is essentially a metaverse that literally encompasses the entire planet, like businesses, companies, like people, school, where everything functions out of that virtual world. And I, that, that makes sense for our society, a society that's so hell, like hellaciously addicted to the internet. Like that's where we're going to be. That's where we're going to end up is all, all of us essentially just interacting and doing everything we do I and mean, we kind of do it now it's just we don't we don't see it on our face we just we we look at a screen to get there so like i i think it is the future but like facebook's facebook's plan for it is sort of like the the most rudimentary childish implementation of that future that you can think of and i can't understand how a company that has that much monetary resources and that level of like high like they can pull in like engineers and technology uh, specialists from the world over. How did they get to what they call the metaverse from that? Is the, like, does, it, are there any ideas? Not, Go ahead, Frost. Like the big thing is they're not cool. They're, like so <laughs> they're not cool. You can't quantify okay. it, but like, yeah, they're just a bunch of eggheads, tech geeks. Facebook, because like if you're, if you're talking about levels of cool, if we can somehow quantify that, MySpace was cooler than Facebook, but people didn't want that level of like customization do whatever you want everybody got onto facebook because it's kind of provided this template of like all right you don't have to worry about this sort of stuff so now zuckerberg and all of them they're out of their they're out of their zone where it's just like you can do everything you want to be kind of these templates just they're not cool as a hangout spot or any of that kind of thing you know it's facebook is something that you it's something that you had it's not something that you do even though there are some like terminally online people it's just you know, there's there's no connection. Yeah, like, there. I, I feel like maybe in like in our age range and in, on our side of the planet, Facebook has fallen out of fashion. But like, it's still the platform that I think has by far the most users. Which why it does make sense why uh, Facebook would be the best place to start a metaverse because that's where the most humans. Oh be, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, it was reasonable. But that, it's like that, that they think it. Mm -hmm. But I I'm not surprised by the misstep. Also, while I do think that like we could end up with metaverses, I don't think we can with too, with our anti-monopoly laws and stuff like that. Even in Psychopaths, they have a full-blown metaverse because you can't you're not allowed to feel extreme emotions in the real world. So you can go to a virtual space and get a little crazier. But mm -hmm. that's all owned by one company. Same for uh, Ready Player One. It's pretty much one dude running it all. Like unless one person can somehow. Uh, surpass everyone else like you're just you're essentially making the internet too i feel but i mean who who wouldn't want to do that who wouldn't want to make the internet too <laughs> yeah so instead of actually making the metaverse they have to make the foundation for where all the metaverses would be everyone brings in their cities you need to own the land essentially the virtual land is what you i get mean. that yeah. yeah so if that one dude maybe it could have been zuckerberg just like hey look everybody you know facebook i got a spot for you Sony, you, you got your own thing going on. Epic Games here, I bet it's all connected in one way. Uh, if you can't make it connected, there's just, there's, I don't think it's possible. 
to actually have everybody there. <laughs> so go ahead, Will. You were going to add something? No, I can't add anything to it. My point was literally going to be I feel like I'm high in this conversation. I'm very lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, I know do, what's do you, going on. In the same vein, uh-huh. I'm just like, are people really worried about this? Is this an actual thing? Like, I don't give a fuck about this. No offense to the you, Casey, for bringing it up. But, like, at the end of the day, I just want to play Beat Saber. I don't give a fuck about any of this other dumb shit. Like, <laughs> I people talking about, like, having it in the offices and doing these VR headsets uh-huh. and stuff. And I'm like... Like, you have Ooh. zero interest in... I just... I. The main thing that just concerns me is just, like, I think Facebook or Meta, whatever you consider the uh, parent company, is just out of its fucking... Magdubla at this point it's 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 going based off of things that they think might have been popular or at the time could have been popular like facebook doesn't mean shit in terms of social anymore like it's there it supports it but we don't even well, I, metrics see, again like i feel that. like i feel like that's us yeah but like, i'm talking about like people don't care about when i when i think about someone trying to make a metaverse or using facebook mm-hmm. as a platform today i now associate facebook as the older <laughs> crowd slash the republican old people who just like believe what they see you know what i mean it's like it's 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 not true sure. but it's just like they're too senile at this point to really and it's not even worth it you know what i mean like it, yeah, it's a it's a place that has been infested with misinformation and uh Well it's not only that, it's folks just, who are, it's a different demographic, you know? And yeah. most of the people use Meta's Instagram. But even then okay. I'm I, I feel like this is like not that big of a deal for me in terms of my day to day. And I know this isn't something that's gonna impact me in my lifetime because guess what? Uh, we're still gonna have resistance kinda like where Frost said is like, yeah, Pete, this is not gonna work for multi billion corporations, but that's why no, I, I have I, the arms. You're saying. No, I'm I just like, you're saying. Okay. Yeah, like this, like this conversation and the 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 one afterwards are sort of future leaning. Like we're talking about like what could happen as a result of the stuff that's happening right now. Of course. So like I, so I get where you're coming from because like yeah, I have zero intention of buying any VR headset anytime soon. Um, I'm not going to be using the metaverse to do anything in my day to day for the most part. But like the idea of that as the as a future technology and a a thing that will shape and change society like i find that kind of exciting i think I'm, it'll be a thing i think we're talking about it in the way of like when the internet was first coming around it's like what do you mean everyone's gonna mm-hmm. use this and everyone's gonna have that as the tech gets better right right maybe like i'll be dead before it's actually commonplace but i can see it where you're like going in logging into the metaverse and you're you're working with your coworker from across the country and you figured out to have like cool software stuff and, and program all in the same virtual space and that kind of stuff i could see it it just has to be more commonplace and i don't i don't think any one person could own it that, that's my big thing i think it's possible i don't, i think we're uh we're making really bad airplanes right now like Rachel, go. and will rain here yeah have You've a, been waiting. Go, Rachel. Go. I'm just saying that one of the things I find ironic, especially from a professional perspective, about the metaverse is that the the term, the novel from which the term originates, is a it's a satire. And we we we're playing this concept. I mean, the metaverse in Snow Crash is basically one long street. They call it the street, and where these like massive corporations buy and sell real estate, and it's all run by like two major companies like the internet is run by one major company the uh the one big organization what my camera will not focus today sorry will uh, sells all the real estate and i'm like this this is we're, we're trying to recreate something that 
the way it was written feels like it should not even be attempted yeah, to be recreated. But we're just nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> and the, but the way it was written is so evocative that now we're like, oh, we need to see how this goes. And I, I can see it because it, it, it's the evolution of like, let's say I want to go into a store and buy a T-shirt. Like 30 years ago, I would have been walking into, you know, a mall or something and going into like back when malls existed um going into an old navy or something like okay i'm gonna try on a t-shirt find one that looks good and i'm gonna buy it and then you know the internet comes along and is like hey you can buy that t-shirt without ever leaving your home like okay cool the downside of that being i no longer can try it on to see if it looks good on me so the metaverse is the sort of thing like to to use a very very small like example just to like give you an idea of what I, of what the blue sky version of the metaverse is. The metaverse is like, well, you know, you could have your avatar that looks exactly like you uh, go into a virtual version of the store, try on a virtual version of the shirt to see if it looks good, and then buy it. And again, you never have to leave your house. You never have to go anywhere. You just are, you know, in the metaverse. So you have the best of both experiences there. And I'm like, I can see what they are saying with the metaverse. I can see what everyone wants from the metaverse, but it's hard for me to conceive a reality where I get more out of it than I'm getting right now. Yeah. I think, mm. I think there needs to be more proof of concept for what you, me, um, Joe Q public would get out of, of the metaverse. Yeah. And I, I, and I think that is a lot of what is going wrong with um, specifically I keep I keep saying Facebook, but you guys, you know, what you're talking. I know it's called Meta, but yeah, like just it, to stop the confusion, I'm just gonna call it Facebook. <laughs> uh, what Facebook is going for is they they like they know it's a big deal. They know it's probably coming, and if it if they don't do it, somebody else is gonna do it because a couple of folks are already trying. Like Epic's designs on uh, you know Fortnite and Metaverse technology and stuff, like it's not gonna stop in the video game space. Like if they can if they can get there. They will make it ubiquitous with every other uh, service you can you can get. Right now, they're only dealing with entertainment, but like they can get into like work uh, workplace stuff too, if the avenue presents itself. But Facebook is just trying to beat them to the punch, right? But the problem is, like they want to they want to be there, but they don't have like a core idea as to what there is. I feel like, whereas Fortnite started as a video game that has a core loop of um, you you play a game with a bunch of people and then that has extrapolated out into the people you play that game with now you just hang out in that space with those people those same people will now you can go and watch a concert with those people you can go learn about history with those people like you have to start from somewhere like facebook has no starting ground facebook mm-hmm. believes the start is is the ending if <laughs> that makes sense have we not all like, seen if, this if we just network? make we, I, I've not actually seen that. Well, movie. long story short, we already know this. Uh, they stole the idea from the get go. So the 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 idea that they don't know what's going on isn't quite shocking. It's just like ah, your shit stinks. That's weird. But what I, what I, what I find so fascinating is how like they're so gung ho about this. Like they know, and I, I I agree with them. They know that this is the future. But it doesn't matter how much money they spend on it. It's not sol- It's not solving it for them. Like they can't. They can't brute force their way there. Casey, I don't mean to put the gun on ourselves right now, but mm-hmm. you're explaining Ubisoft in a nutshell. How, Ubisoft, <laughs> how am I explaining Ubisoft? Because Ubisoft boasts its chest that we're the first mm-hmm. one to do X, Y, and Z. And then okay. we do it, and we're like, yeah, we have a direction. Do we? 
sometimes we look at ourselves like, yeah, no, you want to, you want to, you want NFTs? We got NFTs in a game no one plays. And then you can play it and then we'll have trades and all this other shit. And we, it's things like that. Or like when Google does uh, it, when mm. Google's like, hey, we're going to drop something phenomenal. All right. Well, how'd the stadia go? How did the fucking hangouts? They take these projects that they think that they have situated. They already have it, a uh, 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 quote unquote schematic prepared. And then when it comes down to the actual execution or because things shift, it flops or it doesn't perform as standard. So this is just All right, well, billionaires just throwing money and being like, yeah, we could do this. And like, no, you don't know. The no, yeah, there, there's a definitely an avenue of that. But like with with the Stadia example, uh, I, I felt like Google was uniquely positioned to make that a success. But after they after they came out with the concept, a bunch of business decisions just didn't support like the actual idea. And so that, I think that's a very similar thing to what's going on with Facebook. So my, my question is, because I know exactly why Stadia failed and what they should have done, which was copy Game Pass and have a <laughs> like a, a service that you just have access to a bunch of games in the cloud. That would have absolutely, you know, changed the face of the industry or whatever. They refused to do that. Yep. So in, in the case of well, Facebook. Well, they poured a lot of money was, into it, though. Mm. It's trying they, they did, to. But <laughs> so in Facebook's case here. What is it that they could do to actually fix this problem? Like, is there something they could do, or is this from the get go just kind Alt of a, a failed venture? Alt F4. That's the best option. <laughs> Give me I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm just going to say, looking at the actual loss that they have, I don't necessarily think that this, like uh, Facebook losing money in a certain division, is like the death knell for their metaverse or anything like that. Or, what they lost mm-hmm. money on is their XR and VR divisions, which they are in there developing a new headset now. It's like it doesn't speak well of their sales and VR headsets, but right now that would be the only thing that would prop up profits in the v- in that sector. And the fact that it isn't just means that that's that's because they're trying to make a new VR headset. I really don't think it's mm. necessarily like they lost a bunch in this division, therefore the metaverse. And I'm like, the two don't seem even the two are not necessarily connected in the way that a lot of people talking about it seem to think they are. It is, it is fodder for spec. It is grist for speculation. Absolutely. But I don't necessarily think that, uh, that one necessarily, you know, one is causative to the yeah. other. I agree with that. that. That's a really good point. Oh no. My, I was just saying, I agree with that. It's just one of those things where I, I'm just looking at the track history for these companies that end up making these decisions that are like these investments into bigger things. And I, I don't think Facebook has the, or meta has the best track record because well, I, they've, they've had, they have a, tra- if we look at a track record, the track record is they're, they're buying other similar, but smaller social media platforms and kind of just letting them do what they're doing. Like they bought Oculus, but weirdly enough, like that's just hardware. And so like, this is like the first actual software platform that they're trying to just make internally right but like because they bought instagram instagram was already doing its own thing they bought whatsapp that was already doing its own thing it's like yeah this is kind of a unique a more unique situation i think that's fair i guess i'm looking at it and and i'm I'm grouping in things that like google have done and i'm looking at Mm -hmm. facebook and i'm looking at like how they're directly in terms of the social market are trying to combat tiktok and i'm like you're not winning you're trying (laughs) it exists and it's okay but you are you're pretty much the internet explorer when it comes down to social media at this point. Oh dang, you called him internet explorer. It, it, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me I've seen TikToks on Instagram Reels or Facebook that I've seen like three months ahead, and people are like, yo, you they, people who just exclusively re- sees Reels. Oh, you just I just saw this it's brand new. I'm like, no, it's not. It's fucking three months old. Look at the date when it was posted. It's <laughs> I know it's not something to compare, 
right? Because Rachel, you're 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 hitting actually things uh, that are true to it, and that are kind of looking at it like from an actual like standpoint where it's like, okay, well, this is just an they're taking an L for this, but it's not like nothing at this moment screams the end all be all like fail. I guess mm-hmm. my main thing is this. It's not a win either. It's not a win, but I also don't. I feel like it's a lot of money that's going to be spent, and I hate to say it, but it's going to be mid and just kind of fall off. That's just what I feel. It's just it's well. I mean, well that that's what I want to try and uh, address here because like if we do put like the the monetary losses to the side and just look at uh, what they have on offer as the meta platform today, like people generally aren't like happy with it. Like they don't see anything in there that's interesting to them. So like, what could they have been doing? What could they have been investing in, in terms of that, that platform to get you guys in particular interested and chat, feel free to chime in as well. Like, like, is there something in this metaverse um, idea that speaks to you as an individual that you're like, Oh, that's really cool. I'd, I'd like a service that did X, Y, Z. That's interesting. I mean, a lot of the things I would think of are things that I feel gaming already has provided because, okay. again, this uh, me being on this episode is so weird because I'm speaking professionally as well as personally here. But I really do think gaming is the key to the metaverse because a lot of the things that we hope for the metaverse and that, you know, it's a place where, you know, people from all around the world can easily meet, socialize and, you know, share common uh common likes and interests with each other gaming already does that um Mm -hmm. you know a place where we can all share a common experience gaming already does that and it's you know i i'm used to trying to accept and hope for a a, the version of the metaverse that we all like like an ideal version of the metaverse but i'm i don't think we're there yet so i mean for now i just sort of like look to gaming as my as my hope for this. And that's a scary thought in and of itself. (laughs) Well, to piggyback off what you're saying, Rachel, like you hit it on the head for me. Like realistically, I, I look at this and I'm like, this is, I hate to say it, but like, it feels too niche to really be something worthwhile in long term. You know what I mean? Like for me, the only reason why I care, I don't think I care for the metaverse, but like the reason I bought, like a quest or whatever was because I wanted to play games. I wanted to have that experience and be able to connect with others and play. Right. But there's nothing when I like you, you're like mentioning Fortnite and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I just want to play the game realistically. You know what I mean? So when it comes down to Mm -hmm. like having like actual sessions and stuff like that, like the closest I can think to it is when they, what's that stupid thing? They have like a VR game, uh, what is it just VR quest or something like that there's some VR chat and you VR can just chat. go there and I'm just like <laughs> I feel like that that's enough for me realistically to have both my cake and eat it too so when they're talking about all these other implementations I'm like maybe it's just too far-fetched in my alley maybe I'm too old school and I prefer I like things the way it is now where I can just be like hey if I, we want to chat and play board games we can do that or if you want to play games online we can do that whatever works best but I don't see this being enough and i haven't heard enough of a conversation within my social circles and even people i work with professionally i can't even speak professionally that that really care so because of that it makes Mm. me think like maybe this is doomed to fail from the start i have absolutely no idea and that's why i said i felt like i'm high because we're talking all this other a b c d f g i'm bouncing and i'm like dude just give me something that i can enjoy as a consumer and i'll be good so this whole little concept Mm -hmm. of having everything online and do this other stuff i'm like dude Go touch grass. 
Stop. <laughs> it's fall, Will. It's all dead. <laughs> Go touch leaves. Yeah, that guy's so. <laughs> um, Frost, did you have anything to add here before I read Lampy's message? Yeah, I'm going to be a little different here. Because nah, I'm quirky like that. No. Yeah. Gr- grew up in Virginia. Rural is all hell. The thing that really got like gaming into those kind of spaces, I'm talking like the internet was garbage, dog. Dial up still haunts me in my dreams. <laughs> is that the tech started to be using for work and it happened to be for gaming as well. So like kids mm-hmm. are going to growing up on consoles, but yeah, kids start to go to college and now they're looking at gaming laptops because oh, I need a, you know, I need a PC for college, so I'm going to get a gaming laptop. And no, yeah, like true. need need your phone for work cuz like trying to get a job in in that bum town you needed internet you needed a, a computer you needed a phone that, that's just what it was like and then that gets you into more pc gaming that gets you into the space of more mobile gaming free to play that kind of stuff if the metaverse or whichever one of them wants to start developing like business software that's where it's going to get me where imagine like let's say we're doing a 3mr or something your voice and somebody is in this virtual space working on editing stuff to where it is essentially you've made a virtual office. Your editors are over there. Your writers are over here. Uh, coming from like a voiceover background, it would have been instead of these virtual, like, hey, can you hear me? Can you hear that? It sounds weird over, over Discord. Or just send me the files later. Like you're virtually there together. And like that, that's it. So develop this kind of businessy software. And then, oh, look, they also you know, happen to be some games. He said work from home forever. I support it. I like it. <laughs> oh, that works cool. No, I, I think that's a really good idea. And to and the point Lampy's making is kind of in the same vein as that. He says, I think people are focusing too much on the end goal and not the steps they've taken to get there. They've integrated uh, integrated AR with Apple and Windows to create functional virtual monitors. They've made an app that uses your phone to make a very high resolution rig model of a person. They're working on integrating things like Microsoft Office to work in VR slash AR. These are all things that need to happen for the metaverse to work and someone has to do the work. No, no, we, we get that, Lampy. We do. It's just that... We think that um, a lot, a lot of what Facebook and Meta, Facebook slash Meta, a lot of what these big companies have been trying to sell us on is the end goal. They're not selling us mm-hmm. on the little steps that it takes to get there. And the problem is, they're not. I don't think they're exactly sure what the end goal is. They're not exactly sure. You know, you, you know, we we can talk broadly about what the metaverse is, but for Meta specifically, they have not yet come up with a viable pitch. I think for what mm-hmm. their slice of the metaverse is going to look like. Um, and so, yeah. and so, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, things are happening because I I do see behind the curtain a lot in my day to day work life as well. A lot of the stuff that people are, the work that people are putting in to make the metaverse viable and it's not just vr it's also like lampy said it's like it's ar too i mean a lot of the stuff that i hear from people is stuff like augmented reality and excuse me and things like that and it's just that when we discuss the metaverse a lot of the big companies want to talk about what the metaverse will be eventually and not Mm -hmm. about what the work that they are putting in to make it now and by the way mark zuckerberg talking about how enthusiastic he is that his avatar has legs yeah, was one of the most like, thoroughly disturbing pieces of footage I've ever seen. Because that's a robot. Internet. That was a robot oh. talking to you. That was all pre-animated. <laughs> like, I do not for a second believe any of that was, like, properly, like, rigged from Mark Zuckerberg's face. Because Mark Zuckerberg does not emote that much. Like, his, <laughs> yeah. model was, his model was more expressive than he has ever been as a real person. So I don't for a minute believe this was actually, like, tracking his face or anything Maybe like that. Maybe that is Zuckerberg. Like, yeah. he's finally... 
<laughs> he's evolving, and, and, and that's he's why they're. World, yeah. That's why he was so gung ho that he changed the name of the company to Meta because that's where he is. He's already there, <laughs> and he needs the rest of us to join him. <laughs> I can express myself finally. What my face won't do, the metaverse will do for me. <laughs> so I think the nitty, but, uh, the nitty gritty of the topic. Why are we even talking about it? Goes down to jumbly wumbly. Which means it's not done yet. What are they selling now? And that's that's just capitalism right now. We sell you hype so that we can get other people into it, so that we can get investors, and you can you generate money like that. What was that game that still hasn't come out yet? And they raised over like a uh, star yeah, citizen. Yeah, yeah. There is money to be made in hype. It's, it's the oldest trick in the book. That's true. Yeah, Beyond Good and Evil coming out whenever. I swear, <laughs> it's tomorrow probably. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Give us money. It's a teaser trailer. <laughs> yeah, but yeah for. For for me, like uh, I I like I'm kind of like a, a sci-fi nerd. Like I I love the idea of future tech and like living in the future or whatever. So like the idea of a metaverse, as dystopian as many of the stories that it exists in tend to be, I still think the concept is really cool. Um, but more than likely, once we do get a functioning metaverse, it'll probably be as dystopian as those stories, which is kind of sad. But like. To me, I'm like I, I really like hearing those stories, especially like uh, Will. You brought up VR chat. Those stories were like folks who have like disabilities or other sorts of um, issues where like they don't feel comfortable in public spaces. Like they can put on VR headsets and basically mingle in with everyone else, and like it's a new world where everyone is mm-hmm. you know fantastical, which means that everyone is now normal for them. And like th- those stories like really touch me because like that's a that's a really meaningful way to to kind of rebuild human interaction in a way that we've lost uh, since the dawn of the internet. Cause like, I, I talk to most of you guys like pretty much every single day, but aside from Will, and that was only recently, I've not met any of you folks in person. I would <laughs> you know love I mean? to meet all of you in person. That'd be right, like, yeah. Let's go, baby. I feel like I'm Rachel hot. would slap me just solely based off the fact <laughs> of how tall I am. And Frost is just uh, my, I don't know. I, I what what like makes you think I'd have a problem with tall? Usually, I, 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 some people, I don't know. I've been getting a lot of talk. I would grab your shirt stuff. and yank you down, being like, "Okay, come down here so <laughs> I can talk here, to you." You son of a bitch! That's <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but yeah, like, like that's as violent as I virtualness. <laughs> but like the, like even though it's virtual, like there's still, there's a very mental connection when you're you're in a virtual reality space and can talk and move around with those people and whatnot, right? But like at the uh, the other side of that is like, for example, let's say. Uh, your family spread out, spread out all across the the country, and you put on a headset to, uh, you know, have like Thanksgiving dinner. Like you're all sitting at a virtual table, but then you take the headset off and, and like you're sitting at a table by yourself with with, with food on a plate, uh, and it's like that's not the same. Yeah, right? the that's what's gonna make thing. you sad and depressed. That's what I was thinking right? too. It's like there's a lot of physical <laughs> things that you cannot emulate. Mm-hmm. Like, right, and so that's... that it's like a double edged sword, which is why the gaming and entertainment side seems to work so much better for this than as a catch all for just society, right? Because if you go if you log online to play video games with your friends. Like once that session is over, you take the headset off. It's like, oh, I miss that. Like you, you know, like it's not. You don't feel sad that you're back in the real world in the same way, because like the the fun was over there in the virtual world. So like that's gonna make you wanna come back. I, I don't know if I'm explaining not selling this, as well. This concept. <laughs> <laughs> not, I like it. I think they should focus on the gaming and all that stuff. But also, yeah, like it's like you you meet up with a bunch of friends to watch a movie. Like you can still get that experience in the virtual world the way you would in a movie theater. Yeah. But then, you know, because the con- because we all know entertainment experiences are for a set amount of time and then, you know, you go back home. Yep. You can now do that with Netflix and a Discord bot. <laughs> so, like, 
you know. Uh, I mean, you, yeah. You just start, yeah. You just starting a villain era for somebody. Like that whole Thanksgiving analogy <laughs> fucked with me because I'm like, that's how somebody becomes like. I was going to say, my cons- one of my concerns is that um, I think we should uh, worry about safety in the metaverse. Because if you're talking about a virtual space that is, by definition, like everywhere egalitarian, but there's going to be a lot of kids in the metaverse. And because, mm. I mean, you only have to be 13 to have a Facebook account now. And what? yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's not new. Yeah, no, that's, well, that's, that's wild. Not, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just, old. I'm just saying that the, you know, if that's like the that the age barrier for entry, that is still not that that's still not old enough. And then you know what? There's already stories of women being harassed while while in the like proto metaverses that we have now, and mm-hmm. it's safe to me. Safety and civility are the should be like one of one of the top, if not the top priority. For, for everybody working on this. I know it's not going to be, but in my if I were in charge, this is what I would focus on. I, okay, I'm glad really I wasn't the cynical one because I'm here thinking of like the Matrix surrogates, all, all these <laughs> like we've seen this before when everybody's turning online, everybody tries to fight a way out. So the only way you can do that going from these movies and stuff is you're also the bad guy. You're making the, the utopia, but you also got the Badlands. And how are you going to do this when it's like McDonald's advertising? and sh- I don't know. Like, it would have to get really funky sci-fi. It's just... Uh, yeah, like, we, we're, we're going to get there. It's going to it's gonna be a bad... You're not going to be alive when it happens, <laughs> You're okay? going to be there, Will. You're that, gonna be I'm, not so con- I'm not so convinced the, it's that far away. Like I'm the, convinced the way we're not seeing it. The internet changed the world over the course of, like, 30 years. We're going right. to be in the metaverse like, in the nursing homes. Like, yeah. like, thir- like, 30 years ago, this was not society at all. Right, but also tech has halted in some regards in terms of how we actually, like, I'm thinking in gaming, right? Like, it doesn't get mm-hmm. much better. It can... But we're getting to a point where we've we've passed the peak. So I'm not saying technology in general. I'm just saying like I don't I if we do, I, I might be leaning where Frost is saying is just like, hey, maybe we'll see this when we're fucking in the retirement home already and we're like, I don't even want to see half of you bastards anyway. So, you know. <laughs> I mean that that's gonna be where this this becomes the most attractive to you. What because you I as an like old man stop who can't really <laughs> move the way you can't like you're gonna go in the virtual world and be young again no. and like see all I'm your gonna fucking and... bust a hip trying to do Lizzo Beat Saber. That's exactly what's gonna happen. All right, you don't want is that. Is this gonna be? Is this gonna be like? Is this how uh, escapist meetings would have gone back in the day? Is we all just like turn up at like a virtual round table? Uh, yeah. N- no, because you've heard Nick. Nick doesn't give a shit about anything. Nick is just like, hey guys, I need for us to edit this video for uh, what's his name, uh, Darren Mooney. And then shit like that, you know what I mean? Then it's fine. Like you, I, I think you're you're thinking two small potatoes. Will like, I think just you're like thinking Lampy two said, big potatoes? Said, That's the problem. I'm worried about a sword art online scenario. Like it's not that impossible. I'm not like, saying it's not. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying, like within your lifetime, you will I'm be able saying, to control an avatar with well, your brain it, within a VR headset. Right, so now you, like, I'm, I'm, now you're talking. No, crazy. I'm. I'm like put money on it. I feel like before before you die, Will. You, I feel like I am a Hispanic male that barely made it. I wasn't supposed to make it past my twenties, so I got like twenty years in me, and I'm gone. That's it. Every, all right? every so, Hispanic man thinks that. twenty years is easy. Done. Every Hispanic man thinks that. I'm like, my mom's still alive. I ain't gonna make it to forty. Uh, yeah, I'm grand- like, there's no way. My grandfather lived to ninety eight, and he was a he was a smoker. So I don't yeah, know. I think the hate that keeps them alive in the smoke. <laughs> The, yeah, spite. I'm just saying, my family runs on spite. That's yeah, what we're going to do. Yeah. If he stops, he's done. He's got to keep going at that point. 
Okay, well, I, I feel like we may have exhausted this topic. <laughs> uh, so we'll move on to our to our final one for the evening. Um, and um, I copied a question here. Speaking from of cynical. John Wombly. <laughs> yeah. The, no, from TV One Up Gamer. I feel like I copied the question. Oh, about oh, yeah. using Twitter. Uh, yes, it says um, completely off topic, but now it's on topic. So welcome. <laughs> well, we'll answer this first, then we'll go into the the, the rest of this. It says. Uh, are, are you guys still individually going to stay on Twitter? And if not, where will you go? I'm staying. Uh, I can open this up. Yeah, I'll open this up pretty easily. Yeah, I, I, I like get no a check Twitter. on that Twitter thing, which is never going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm there. What? I'm sorry. You can just like, I think you only need like two forms of ID. and you get yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that for the escapist and they said no. And then I did that uh, for Ubisoft. They also said no. And then this? I realized they don't give a fuck about me. I only have like two followers, which is okay. Tragic. I know. It, yeah, yeah, I think it's a follow, it's a follower account thing. Once you, um, oh, it's I, that, I know. Uh, I've met with the person really. who verifies it. Okay, I know <laughs> how funny. this and works. St- and they still told you no. I'll, you know, it's, it's really funny. I full full disclosure. Uh, my older brother, the one who's three years older than me, not my oldest brother, because I have very many brothers. He works for Twitter. He's a finance guy. Okay, mm-hmm. so get him to check me off. Check me off. Didn't Never get to say that. Say that again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay. Let him check me off is the name of this episode. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm just playing. Go ahead. So, so, like, yeah, I, I agree with Will. Like, it, the check mark stuff is is BS. Like, I yeah, I wanted a verification mark. Uh, I didn't ask my brother to be fair, but like, um, they should have just fair. checked the last name. You have more of a use name. case for it as a CM than anything so that's yeah. really weird you would think yeah. right you would think but whatever anyhow uh the, the reason why twitter is uh, such a hot topic today um is because uh everyone's favorite um internet supervillain uh elon musk apparently bought it for 44 billion dollars uh, this deal was finalized <laughs> he was kind of forced to uh, I, I have this fun theory that um elon it's probably not even a theory it's probably just what happened like elon likes to He's a bro. He's kind of a bro kind of guy, right? And his Twitter fans, like, egg him on to do X, Y, Z. And so as a bluff, he offered to buy Twitter. And Twitter, being Twitter and knowing how chaotic uh, the job and the company that they own is, was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. For that amount, sure, buy it. And not wanting to sound like, you know, uh, uh, a fraud, (laughs) Elon just kind of kept walking down this step. Lawyers got involved. And even when he wanted to back out, it was at some point he just couldn't anymore. So now he's at $44 billion. He now owns one of the most uh, prolific and problematic social media platforms on the planet. The question now is uh, kind of what's going to happen with it. Surely. Like what, like what are you guys, surely what are you guys ideas or fears or what, I don't know what the opposite of a fear is. If you, if you're not fearful of anything, like what do you think will now take place with Twitter being owned and operated by not just a single private person, but the richest man on the planet, um, and also a very curious character uh, in in all respects. Like, he's, he's a very uh, strange guy. That's another robot. I'm calling that one off the rip. I don't care what no one says. <laughs> Elon. That a, that's a weird, that's a weird. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say Elon's going to get bored of it. He get like he gets bored of everything. He's going to get bored of it within a couple of years, and it's going to go right back mm-hmm. to the sort of... To, to what it was, I don't think anything's going to change. To be honest with you, he's letting he's doing a big publicity stunt now, where he's letting people who are banned back on the platform. Um, mm-hmm. So he's has that started already? Oh yeah, yeah. I think oh, it's hey, Kanye buddy. West and Donald Trump. Ugh, okay, all right, so, get it out of here. Yeah. 
rookies. So they're already back? I, I don't oh, know yeah. if they're already back. I know that Elon has said he wanted to bring them back. But yeah, no, yeah, he's been saying that since before he bought it. Elon talks a lot. The man doesn't have I, – I, I don't have a whole lot. Elon's like not exactly high on my list right now. The man mm-hmm. – I don't think the man has an original thought in his head. I think he's going to – he bought this as a sort of, you know – like Casey said, he was, he was. It was like it was a flex. It, he was, yeah, he was trying to flex. Pretty Twitter. That's a pretty goddamn pathetic flex, if you ask yeah. me. But yeah, I'm saying that he is. He's gonna get bored of it, and he's just gonna go off and do his own whatever new project he's got going on, and then it's gonna go right back to the way things were. I mean, he, the only mm. time I ever see him stepping in is if we try to ban certain individuals. He's like, no, nah, I don't want that person banned. I'm gonna keep it a bean with you, which. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I've never heard to me. I'm sorry. That. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I've never heard that. I drove through New York once. I never heard it. <laughs> you, 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 you ain't been in the right spot, my man. Okay. So I'm going to keep it honest. I have to always forget to code switch. That's my bad. Um, Casey brings out the worst of me. So <laughs> my thing that comes to mind, it kind of just echoes. Like, I agree with you 100%, Rachel. But in the same vein, I really think that there needs to be more consideration in terms of safety and how we handle it, if anything. I don't think that's going to happen. But, like, I did a couple of cha- uh, searches yesterday just to kind of see after, uh, just to see what's been going on. And, like, a lot of accounts that were banned and just hate words. I'm talking, like, N-word, hard R. I'm talking, like, calling women very not nice things. Things These things are not exactly new to it. However, I've seen... Mm-hmm. An, big explosion of it when i was looking up certain terms and i was using some of our our software and i was like i don't quite enjoy this because of the fact that this is just going to allow things to be get more rampant and obviously this is going to have a big backlash if it explodes explodes if it gets to a certain point and I, i i i just can't fuck around with that because at this point like i already understand my mute button is crazy my block button is crazy so like I know not everyone's going to be doing that, but in the same vein, like, dog, this needs to get better before it gets worse. Will it? Probably not. But the fact that we have people like fucking Kanye and fucking, huh, Mr. Yeah, but graduation, though. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck him. (laughs) Fuck everything about about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Listen, Casey, we. No, we don't have. We don't have. Don't even get me started. My man got me (laughs) fucked up, man. We do not have to go down the Kanye rabbit hole. This is about Elon. This is about one eccentric uh, rich person. Oh, it's one rich another. person who thinks they could just say and do what they want and be fucking explosive. Oh, that's fucking weird because that's just like the other previously mentioned person. But here we are. Yeah, we're, but we're talking about yeah, one. You got to do your other. weekly billionaire, though. Pace yourself. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> starting to think, Casey, there's this little trend going on. You're talking about a lot of billionaires in terms of our conversation. Hey, hey, this is this is the news. This is, like, there's other news to talk about. The news. No, no, dog. It's a little, it's a little, is there? It's a little portion <laughs> called Eat the Rich. There you go. Oh, I can, I love eat the rich. I'm fun, I just had breakfast and I'll eat a rich right now. That's that's easy. <laughs> Tax until they die. What? I mean, isn't isn't avocado toast kind of a ritzier? I got it from Aldi's. Fuck off. I don't have money. All right. <laughs> I work at Ubisoft. Sit yourself down. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, to get a little bit back on track here, um, I. I read an article from The Verge that essentially uh, the title of it for context yeah. is uh, Welcome to Hell. Yeah, yeah, I'll link it. I had it. <laughs> I'll link because, it. Got because blocked. essentially they're saying no. they're saying like what Elon has inherited is 
kind of a dumpster fire. Like Twitter before Elon was not some kind of utopian or like well-protected platform where, where, you know, communities and groups felt safe. Like it wasn't that. Like, yes, a certain very uh, hateful and annoying individuals were blocked and banned. Hooray for that sort of action. Uh, but their audiences still existed there and maybe they weren't as incendiary, but like the sentiments still remained with them. So it's, it really is up to the individual to kind of moderate your own timeline so that you're not constantly bombarded with this stuff, but it's all out there. Like it's still very toxic of a platform. Elon coming over and taking control of it, like Lampy is saying uh, in agreement with Rachel, I don't think it's gonna somehow change how toxic it is. Yeah. Uh, what he has said though, which is worrying to me, uh, one is how he's gonna like gut most of the company like that. I, like I'm it actually like worried for my brother if he's gonna have a job uh, after this stuff uh, gets over and done with. And it's like for what reason? Like he he came in, he doesn't really understand the business, and he's firing CEOs left and right, firing multiple staff to make it more lean. But like more lean to do what? Like you don't understand what the company is doing now for you to just get rid of a bunch of jobs. Like is that is that same sort of dumb merger mentality that's going on in like Warner Brothers Discovery, right? Where because you're the new boss, you need to seem like you're doing a lot, and by doing a lot, that just means firing people for some reason. Didn't he do this when he so bought like, Tesla or bought yep. his share into it? Yeah, it's fucking history repeating itself. Why are we shocked? what it does i mean it, yeah it's, it's what all like high level execs tend to do in these sorts of situations well not which, all like, but yeah no that's fucking reckless and to think about that yeah it's stupid it's stupid um but on a more positive note uh the fact that twitter has kind of been sort of a trash fire under its previous management which apparently functioned as more of a town hall like it had a bunch of board members who had fairly equal shares and could vote towards uh certain pathways in accordance to like how the government would you know kind of clamp down on them because of how prolific it is, uh, now it's a private company uh, with Elon having the majority of shares, which means it, what Elon says goes. That could go in a bad way, but is there a possibility that it could go in a good way? Is there is there a possibility that there are ideas that come from you know the internet at large? Uh, maybe not Elon himself, but you know there's an off chance he might have a decent idea. Uh, like, is there a, a direction that Twitter can be pushed in now that it's in control by a single individual that would be beneficial to it as a platform? Like, does anything spring to mind, either you guys or chat? I mean, I, with that, with the uh, the Verge article, I think he's ruined. Even, I, I don't know if it was this article or a different one on the same topic talking about, uh, what was it, Truth Social or whatever? Oh, God. That, right. He, the Trump. Yeah, the Trump uh, one. Even they competitor. moderate all the hell because they had to because no one wants to invest in it. No brands are coming through because you don't make money mm -hmm. on social media. The product is the people. And if they're mm -hmm. seeing that you just got a bunch of racist bigots, they're like, Coca-Cola doesn't want to be there. They don't want to do that. <laughs> so either. Yeah, they, they won't yeah, want to be associated with that. Two are going to happen here. Either Elon Musk's going to have to bend to uh, to the money. And suddenly you're gonna have all the all the Trumpers and all the what is it the muskrats whatever the hell they're called. Oh, that's an interesting <laughs> the, name. The muskrats. Yeah, is I, that I, a thing? I think it's what it is. I'm not sure. I'm not hip with the lingo. They're just gonna <laughs> be like our God King is actually like not worth a damn. And either he's gonna have to throw them out, or they're gonna try and get rid of him. So much of his money is tied into this. Twitter already loses money. He already he grabbed that thing. Forty four billion dollars for a free app. Yeah, he, bro. Paid, he paid. <laughs> Over, overpriced for it as a flex, because yeah. so, because he, he thought it was funny yeah. to, to send up an offer, and it was and it was different from before because as you said, Twitter was a town hall. Now everybody's gonna be looking at Elon. He can't log in without anybody harassing him about it. So he's gonna have to bend the knee and figure something out there, or he does let free speech run rampant, 
and Twitter just turns into a cesspool and I'm out. That's it. So either I'm off yeah. the app or Elon's just like the clown that he is. Because before, he never had a chance to show the muskrats just how much of a fake he is. Like, yeah, he's not worth a damn. He could front mm -hmm. when he just had Tesla and was doing all these fun things. But now it's just like, what are you doing, Elon? Look, look at this. And I got in trouble. I said the N-word so many times. Now I'm suspended. How could you let this happen? You know, you'd, God should never come down and talk to the humans. And that's exactly what he's done. <laughs> he stepped off his pedestal just to flex. And now they know that you're, you're actually right. You know, like that's yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. I was just gonna say is like since since we've brought him up, I'm just gonna say like the whole thing like just to compare to the former president of the United States. Oh. Um, I'm gonna say like the whole thing is like I think the same. I think this is gonna be Elon's wall that you oh, know no. Trump Trump talked a big freaking game to get elected about how he was gonna build a wall. Meanwhile, eight mm. years four years later, I'm like, where's my wall, Don? Like, I didn't even want the wall, but you promised it to me. Where's my goddamn wall? Yeah. And it's the same. I'm feeling the same way with Elon right now because he bought this company. And I'll be honest with you. Like, everyone's like, oh, he fired the CEO and the, the, the legal policy chief. And I'm like, they were probably eager to get out of there. Are you kidding? Yeah. The amount like, of payouts. If they had stock options. Yeah. The, the payouts just... they would have taken. They had to have taken at least $100 million in payouts for that. They were happy to leave. Ooh, please. Whoa. But my, I, I think it's going to be in like a few years, we're going to be like uh, uh, the people who wanted Elon to do this are going to be like, okay, Elon, why can't I say the N word anymore? I still got banned for doing that. What's going on, Elon? Why, 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 you know, I thought this was about free speech. You know, it's good. That's what it's going to be. It's like they, mm -hmm. they are thinking that he's going to come in with this radical change. And I don't think he is. Like he's like, even he, like when he, before he came in, he was like, "I'm gonna lay off all the workers." And now in interviews, he's like, "Oh no, no, I, that was that was exaggerated. I didn't actually say I was gonna lay, lay off all the workers. I'm not just." Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, back paddle, back paddle, back paddle, back paddle, baby." So that's the way it's going to be. It's like you think there's gonna be a big change. I'm still, I'm still of the opinion that not much is going to change. It's just like you said, Elon Musk is just gonna get a shit ton more heat for it he's gonna get bored and he's gonna go off and do something different and then the people who actually want to do shit on twitter are gonna come in and do shit on twitter but the, but those people will be elon's people then right yeah. like because he's a problem like he'll he'll leave it to like <clears throat> I, I, that makes sense that he'll be like oh i'm i'm so busy i can't focus on just mm. this so i'm gonna go back to my other thing and i'll appoint this guy and that guy from this place and that place to now run Twitter for me. So like they'll they'll answer to me, but it's it's on them now, right? So like he'll just pass the buck to whoever he sticks in charge of Twitter. Yeah. But like those people who I'm assuming will be at least competent in trying to make that company work will have to do the same stuff that Twitter was doing. Mm -hmm. So like perhaps Elon will be able to say like, oh well they did it and it's not me. And Twitter can get better because you know the people he appoints there do have a vested interest in making it a platform where brands want to stay, which means people want to stay. Therefore, the bigots and the hate and speech and stuff has no place, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, he'll just have a scapegoat. Like, oh, well, you know, that he, they're doing what they can. Like, if it was, if it was me running it, because, you know, I'm busy with, with SpaceX right here, but if it was me running it, you know, I, you know, I, you know I'd let them go wild. You know me. You, you know me, bros. <laughs> so, like, that, that's kind of energy I feel like he gives off. Like, he, he's really not about the shit he says. He just says what 
what, what will get the crowd hype, which is a symptom of a lot of egomaniacal people like Trump, like Kanye. Like they say what gets a rise out of people because they love the attention and like they don't really consider or oftentimes really even believe what they're talking about. Like Trump got this radical after he became president because the because the the base ate it up. Like before that, he he was on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who control who? Right, exactly. Except like they're they're kind of victims. They're like that that Verge article was hit the nail such on the head. So Frost, did you did you send the link out? Yeah, you can't because yeah. can't yeah, add those links. Yeah, well, it probably I'll wouldn't let you. Right, so I, I can actually do it. There you go. I'll do something with it. Do something with it. Do something with it. The international uh, problems that he's going to face because it is. Elon, and if you want to hit Elon, you're going to hit him and Tesla. So you got to deal with China, and you got to deal with the Middle East, who have very, very yeah, very different. Yeah, they're not they're uh, not free speech at all, whereas he is apparently, you know. So <laughs> so now you out here like China does uh, want to restrict the sort of things that you say because imagine instead of the N words, everybody just started making fun of uh, I don't even know who their president is or whatever. Your Tesla factories are going to get burned. To the ground if you let that kind of stuff happen. Yeah. <laughs> Elon is not as powerful as he thinks he is. That's what happens when and, you and, add a billion. Yeah, like, and in, in a very similar way to how uh, a certain uh, genius rapper. He's not a genius rapper. He's a goddamn idiot. Has, Watch your mouth. He's a, a certain genius rapper has found out that he's not untouchable. I've heard little Uzi feel like rap Eli better than Kanye. Very Yo, but he goes. Will, I will, I will delete you. I, you, can, you can do right it. I've, I've heard... <laughs> I've heard better than Kanye. Calm down. He, 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 go, hit, a, he, he hit his peak from, and then he dropped. From Lil Uzi? I, from Lil I'd Uzi. rather hear Lil Uzi than Kanye. So I can't... Well, I already knew this. I cannot take your Listen, we can't have this... Seriously. Listen. Listen. <laughs> this is the exact same conversation everybody had with Chris Brown and did all this disgusting bullshit. And I was like, yeah, no. He became a terrible person. And yet people still listen to his music. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Same thing that happened with R. Kelly, who's been grooming, doing all this stuff, and people right, still listen, listen to it. You're listen. a fucking idiot. So immediately, listen. wait, 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 listen. wait, Casey, I'm finishing my point. If you know all the anti-Semitic bullshit he's saying, all the attention that he's grabbing, all the hate mongering that he's doing, and you're still listening, all in all, I say this, and everybody say it with me with closed captionings, you're an idiot. Here, here. That's one point. That's the, but take all the points. But. What's this but? The art and the artist are two different. Terrible, things. terrible. Like reason. this, this is a con- this is a conversation argument. that happens all throughout time. And it's still like, wrong. People, people make adaptations of uh, not Edgar Allan Poe. What the hell is that man's name? Uh, the guy <laughs> oh, who you're created Lovecraft. All right. Love, yeah, yeah, Frost. Uh, H.P. Lovecraft. Right. We all know he's a raging racist, but does that all of a sudden mean that any sort of cosmic horror scenario is untenable? Like no one should listen to or read or watch a cosmic horror thing? Right. No. But if yeah, you but support same thing it, Harry Potter, you support like, it. People still love Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling's works. They don't support or care about what J.K. Rowling's views are on transgender rights. Correct. Support it. Correct. See, that's that's think, my problem right there. Go, Rachel. Like those are those two things are mutually exclusive. I think part of it is that you know you have to consider like can you separate art from the artist while the artist is still alive? Like and like since you brought up J.K. Rowling, I would say no. That's why I've worked really hard to put Harry Potter behind me because I don't mm-hmm. support her views and I don't want to even bring up the topic of of her written work because I feel that it's you know to do so would be to give her attention that I don't feel uh, to give her space in my in my discourse that I don't think she's earned or deserved and 
only thing I will ever say about Kanye at this point is that there was a point when I felt sincerely sorry for this man. Oh yeah, hundred because of the shit. Because he and I have been, you know, it was a sort of similar situation. Not going to get too personal, but like some of the shit he's gone through in my life, I've gone through similar situations, mm-hmm. and it was a, it, you know, there, there was a feel, you know, there was this feeling that I thought this man has been through a lot mentally, and I sympathize with him, but that is no goddamn excuse for the mm-hmm. things he has said and at this point i'm you know it, it, this is entirely subjective and if you still want to enjoy his art while not supporting what he says i still think that is a valid thing to do even if it's not what i want to do so i think you know separating art from artists is it's something that that's a that's a decision that you have to make yourself it's not something that you can do I, unilaterally. I that. That yeah, way. I agree with that. I agree with Rachel like, to I, a degree. I feel like it's but in the same uh-huh. in the same vein, you allow this to continue happening. You're still supporting. don't don't put that on. That's hundred percent what it is. is. You. That's, man, that's not true. That's, that's 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 an extrapolation no. to like the nth degree because I'm because I'm listening to music that he's made in the past. You're saying I somehow now support the words and actions he's doing today, my man. Because what you're, because what, because what you're getting at right now, Will, is that any form of art, any literature that you read, any book, the second something is discovered about the person who created it, at that point you need to now throw out whatever, the, whatever this artwork is when it's already shaped you as a human being. Like the books that you read shaped as a kid, you should as you a find human be- my man? Yes, shaped my you man, as a human. My man. Will, have you not? Have, I have you not watched movies, TV shows, you're, cartoons, I, music, listen, and whatnot that have my point of what imprinted I'm, on your identity as a human? As an like, as a not what human, there are yes, parts is that, that not have what impacted me. However, in the same thing as a growing adult, there are things that have to be adjusted. So when you support things mm-hmm. that are like that and that are just embracing <laughs> all of this sort of hate and fucking bigotry, and I get it. Listen, Kanye. So wait, the, wait, wait, wait. So wait, wait. does the art? Does the art? It you're embrace it, hate you, and bigotry. Hello, my good sir. You're still supporting the individual who created said art. How am I for? How am I supporting the individual when I publicly do you dislike do you, any and everything that he it's says? It's almost like as if you listen to his music that they get little thirty cents or whatever it ends up being, where there's still a thing. Like it's not exactly a rocket science method. I understand where people are going to have their differences, a hundred percent. I do. There's just lines that need to be once you cross a certain line, and I feel deeply impacted based off. The bullshit Kanye did, but bullshit that Elon did. Because at first, I was an Elon bro for a bit. I won't lie to you. I loved the fact that he was being <clears> able to say things that were anti. But at the same, once you start to see behind the curtain, mm-hmm. you can't fuck with it. If you fuck with it, that says a lot about your character. And that really, really is not a great situation, if you ask me. Because then, at that point, like, again, I loved listening to fucking... When Ignition Remix hit, it was different. It was different. <laughs> Do I listen to it? Trapped in the closet was fantastic. I don't care how shitty it is. It's fucking great. Am I listening to it? No. Absolutely not. Because uh, that I, I think that shows more of my character than what it ends up being. Because now I'm like, all right, so we're just going to let it. We're going to let this fly. We're going to support this. I, I, black I have, okay. Like, I, I know that we're off topic right now. But, like, I have, I have to say, like, while that makes sense, like, if... If the artist is doing something to that degree that you vehemently disagree with, you as an individual are like, all right, well, I don't want to mess with the the products that pay them anymore. Like, I feel like that's absolutely fine. But to an extent, that is performative because that doesn't change 
anything. Like the the pittance that you pay towards that artist isn't the reason why that artist is doing and saying what they're doing. Like that's that person's individual uh like that's a whole other human. Like that's not on you as a person who liked the song that they made 10, 15 years ago. So for you for for you to then say because I am a good person by I don't know if you're a good person, person anymore. anymore. I'm All of you guys you. are bad people because you continue to. Like that's that's performative. That's the kind of energy that yeah. that that's the kind of energy that thrives on Twitter. Like the corner the kind of toxic I, version I of Twitter that it, we're trying to get away from. I look at it like this, right? You have people mm-hmm. and I've seen it it happened with Elon, it happened with these other billionaires, it happened with Trump and it, it happened with Kanye a lot recently. A lot of people were uh, like just explaining reporting news, right? And then you go on to like black Twitter and you see it or you start understanding mm. where people start doing deep dives and you, they explain, they're like, yeah, good. He, he got what he deserved. Shocker. You put your hand on a fucking fire. You get burnt. Ooh, okay, cool. And then you have this group who are just like, and I'm not saying you're in this group, so don't get offended, but who are mm. fucking out of their goddamn minds <laughs> who are saying that now he has the freedom to do and say what he wants without any repercussions people who support him and i mean the diehards that go to that extreme mm-hmm. level it's that sort of headache that same thing that happens with elon in this situation right about now i'm like dude y'all can't be riding for him this is the same thing with the rogan bros are you absolutely mentally there but the i mean there's always going to be a contingency of people who are like that where like you can't really reason with them you can't talk them out of, of course of the stance yeah, that yeah, they yeah. Have. i get because that because they're so in like, love but, yeah, you but can't, you can't tell somebody who is in love that they're not. That's just this is not logical support. That's, that's this why is, I think this is emotional. Get in there, yo! It is emotional. That's why I think in between both of you, I think we steal their shit. So like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Like J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter. Uh, I don't really like. I don't. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't and, mess with it. I'm, Andrew I'm, S. and Yokina Cat and Chad are bringing up it? very similar points right now. <clears throat> By what's logic, if he if he is he not morally complicit for the exploitation of child labor used to produce the tech he's using to join this conversation? He's giving money to the people responsible. No. And Yokina Cat says, so if you have favorite movies where Harvey Weinstein was involved, are you supporting what he did? It's a rabbit hole discussion. It's, 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 it's a thing of moral responsibility. You cannot be you physically cannot be as morally responsible as anybody would like you to think because you have paid for, you probably do support, you do enjoy something that is problematic. Now, when you hear about it and and you and that's on you, like do you want to do you not to i'm just of the like uh, yeah sure separate art from artists but is that possible like when people think cthulhu i don't think most of them think lovecraft it's it's in the it's in the public domain let's start just ripping his stuff putting it everywhere else start stealing kanye's style dude make him irrelevant take his licensing i don't know if he still owns it it's like the beatles don't own their own music you know also (laughs) howard lovecraft is dead that too so (laughs) stanford howard uh, yeah, Howard the, Phillips the, the Lovecraft. H- I thought it was, you know, well, health points Lovecraft. HP's <laughs> yeah. not Harry Potter? I'm very confused. <laughs> also, I will add, um, Elon Musk is also backpedaling a little bit with regards to Kanye because he's saying he did not, he was not involved in Kanye being reinstated on Twitter. Yeah, so he's is, already distancing himself from this it. This is the shit that gets me confused where people get to a point where they've either lost it in terms of ego or forgotten a certain amount of money. And just mm-hmm. think they're hot shit. And then now, it's, again, you put your hand in the fire and expected a cool breeze. Are you mentally there? You know what I mean? And I don't, I, I can't, 
I can't deal with it. All I can say is that I'm thinking of shit and like I'm reading over and some of this I don't quite understand. So you have to pardon me. But I look at it like kind of what Okina said. There are a bunch of Harvey Wein- Weinstein uh, films that I obviously enjoyed prior. Do I watch them right now when it comes down to it? For the most part, it's a little hard to say because then I got to look through. But if I know and I can actively avoid it, yes. If something came out with Disney right now and I stand mm-hmm. by this, that was utterly fucking disgusting whether it be human trafficking some crazy dumb shit i'm i'm referring to everything under disney you think i'm gonna watch disney and support that maybe i'm too much on a high horse right now and i'm thinking like yo yeah we have to set standards and if we consistently allow this to fly and we just show that we're gonna show our support left and right knowing this no and i responsible it's completely responsible it definitely comes down. Like, to I, I agree with that it's sentiment. Personal for sure. Like I dropped Goya. <laughs> I dropped Goya. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah, same. You know same. my mom hates me for that shit now. <laughs> I be cooking with the Aldi shit, and it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, no, that's it. It lost me. I ain't having none of that Goya. Same. Like I've, I've, I haven't eaten at a Chick Fil A in I don't know how long because same, you know, same deal. But like, <laughs> but but like the. The thing is, like, yeah, it has it has to be a personal decision. Like, yeah. there's, of course, like, it's all personal. There's decisions. stuff, there's stuff in Kanye's discography that has touched me in a you way. You gotta stop saying that with Harvey Weinstein in the conversation. It just we need to stop. <laughs> He's like, oh, Nick. <laughs> I don't want Kanye touching anyone anymore. This is bad. You're like, the I'm one making like, it will, like, weird. Will there's yeah, will will make it weird. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Like, 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 there's there's stuff formative in like the stuff I've listened to from his discography that it doesn't matter how nuts he gets today. And I agree. The man is off his rocking horse. I am so sad that this is the case. Like he's, he's just, you didn't see the writing on the steaming pile of shit. But the thing is, there's always the hope that he would at some point get better because we know he had, we know he has a mental problem. It's not like this is a mystery. Like he's diagnosed bipolar. That's, like I have other friends who are bipolar who have though. I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm saying it's information that we are aware of, which is why I don't understand why every time he does go on a rant like this, it becomes sensationalized. Like we should all be ignoring Kanye. I say, the news media, yeah, like, ignoring it. We should not be giving him this platform from one to a hundo. I say still. I'm saying like those aren't the same thing. Those aren't the same thing. Ignoring like what he's doing and how he's behaving today, because he wasn't the same person when he made those tracks. That doesn't he, change. You're the, still supporting the music that's behavior. in Donda. His most recent album, the music that's in Donda, has nothing to do with the messaging and and situations that he's talking about right now. Like there's nothing anti-Semitic in Don. Right. I'm not listening to him. You're going, you're going back and, to the art and that's not the point. The point is the individual. That is the point because no, I'm separating the art from the artist. The that's the entire point. The individual created said thing. The individual. So you see how individual you are not separating the artist because from the, the art? In, in the <laughs> same vein, right? My thing is that I look at it like a child, right? If you have a child mm-hmm. and you raise them, and you teach them to do what you can. You can't control every aspect of it. Life will occur, right? You do your best. Mm-hmm. And when your child fucks up, right? <laughs> Whether uh-huh. it be the future or the past or whatever, they're young or old, they fuck up. You keep them accountable and you have to make them take the L so that way they learn. Kanye doesn't take L's. He just makes the same mistake. 
people who support his music and consistently give him that additional source of I don't, see, I don't think and that's the idolize same. The I get man what you're I get what you're I get what rock. you're getting at, but I feel like you're a little off because the the support of the art does not automatically mean support does he get of money? the person. Does he get money? When you go uh, to a show, does he get money? Does he get money for anti-Semitic rants? No, Wait, he lost $2 million he, in a does day. Does he get money when you go to his concert? I didn't go to his I didn't concert. ask you that. I'm not, I'm not pointing to you. Does he get money when you go but to his will, concert? Will people, will people go to his concert based on this stuff? Probably not. Yes, because like, people you, are you what I'm silly. Guys, crazy nut jobs. Guys, guys, <laughs> Elon, yes. Elon, are Elon, you stop. staying on Twitter? Oh. <laughs> I'm just yanking your leash a little We're bit here. Right? No. Okay. We, yeah, we should get off of this topic. Uh, I, I try. I tried to. I tried to stay away from this earlier. We'll. We'll drag me back. Sorry. It's always fun though. I love it. <laughs> also, I wanted to give Frost uh, a chance to say it to speak on the subject Frost, if he wanted to. We'll, 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 we'll give final statements on the whole Twitter thing, right. and then we'll we'll Rap, yeah. we'll end the show. All right. Uh, like so, go right ahead, right. Frost. Twitter to me was always a business thing. Like when you're a content creator or whatever, you get into that space to sort of like meet other content creators, but also <laughs> advertise to the normies, whatever the terminology is for people who do this with no interest in business or networking or any of that kind of stuff. Right? It was like my not so formal LinkedIn. So once it stops being, you know, bad for networking and bad for business, is when I'm going to be gone. Probably with mm-hmm. everybody else, you know, Coca-Cola, yeah. Pepsi, all them. <laughs> Once Coke's gone, I'm yeah. done, dude. <laughs> Why is it Coke? Coke is the one that gets you. Because <laughs> Pepsi just, like, got that weird mid-taste. <laughs> he's a Coke guy. Okay, I'm not mad Did at it. Did you say meat taste? No, he's... What are you hearing? Are you good? I heard him say weird <laughs> meat taste. I think you've been listening to too much Kanye. Just... You gotta unclog your ears, buddy. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to end, well, no, I'm yeah, end like, that discussion with the whole, yeah, sure, financial support. <laughs> I get it. So just rip his CDs, Casey. I'll burn you a mixtape. You will never. I, can, never do, I can absolutely do that. Absolutely. Like, I get it. Black skin head was raw. I loved it. I'm going to. I will burn that. That's how it's spelled out. Okay. I just need confirmation. That's all. Yeah. Burn it. He'll never see another scent. You enjoy the music you loved. There you go. Yeah. Easy. Easy. But yeah. Uh, so, all right. Uh, any other final thoughts on the Elon Musk buying Twitter scenario? I say just wait it out. Elon's yeah. going to get bored and he's going to go s- screw off and do his own thing in a little while. And yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, I, I have. N- <clears throat> Elon Musk is one of those people that I've like always, it's always gotten under my skin that he's been ever, that he's ever been lionized because the man has never had an original thought in his head. Any ideas he has ever come up with, he's taken from somebody else. And. I don't, but he's got, but uh, you know, people are so enchanted by this like wisp of personality he's got. His family's also <laughs> fucking terrible, by the way. The only good thing I've ever heard mm. him say is is calling his father an asshole. What? So, his father, who by the way is married to his like what twenty something stepdaughter. Oh See, my god, what the fuck? that's the problem with social media. Everything I learn about these people has been against my will. <laughs> yeah, I just fed you. I, I just force fed you some more. You're welcome. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm staying. On, you know what? I'm staying on this platform out of spite. I am going to outlast Elon Musk on Twitter. If it's there the we go. I do keep I like the it. spite alive because that way you'll you'll never die. That's I will it. live forever. Mm. That's genetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, well, well said. I'm under the impression that like it just. Again, my shit is so curated. I don't really see it. And I, I see it more so when I actually do like work stuff and I'm using social and see like, wow, this is a disgusting fucking dirt pile. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I think 
I'm I'm, I'm kind of echoing what Rachel had said. Where we just what's going to happen? We don't know. It's all we're all just giving it's all a guess. But uh, as soon as it becomes a point where like things that are muted, I can I can now see again. Like if I have to deal with Mister Cheeto again, I will fucking flip. My I, I, I no I can't do with it. Um, I don't expect anything. I expect it to just kind of ride down for a bit. I do wish, and I, I've been saying this for forever. I do wish we had um, someone of power, like a person of a woman of color, actually specifically running a social media platform because I think that would purge it for the best overall. And I know that sounds really dumb. Obviously, that you you need to kind of get like someone with experience in that bad boy. But I. I the, I look at it in that vein, and I'm just like, if this was a thing, I would love to see what the end-all, be-all results would be, because I'm like 90% sure Twitter would be in a better place. Not perfect, but a better place than what mm. it is now. Real, real quick, one of the people Elon fired was Vijay Getty, who was, uh, she, she was the head of their legal policy. So, you oh. know, we did have oh. a woman of color who was, in, who was, if not in the top role at Twitter, at least in a very high role, so... You know, blame mm. Elon for that too. Oh, fucking nay. Okay, go ahead, Casey. Let's let you talk about stuff and then the Kutsi <laughs> or whatever you do with Naruto. I don't um, know. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. I, 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 it's not even important. <laughs> 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 um, like, yeah, like, I, I'm in the same boat. Like, I'll, I'll just hang around. I'll wait and see what happens. Um, I, I've, I've never really been one to take Twitter seriously. Like, I use it as a tool, like Frost said, as like marketing, like, uh, like I, you kind of need to be there if you're gonna, you know, play around in this video game internet landscape. Like before getting my job at the Escapist, I I barely used my Twitter. You know what I mean? So it's there for those purposes. If it turns out it's unviable or like it makes no sense for me to continue to be there, like I just won't be. But at the same time, like all the nastiness that exists there, like I know this is very difficult for some people to do, but you can filter it out. You can ignore it. Like, you know, hit, hit that mute button, hit that block button. Um, if yay or Trump are back on Twitter, hit the mute. Yep. Like, you don't need to see their stuff yourself. You'll probably hear about it at some point on the news anyway, which was another thing that, like, Twitter's just an echo chamber anyway. So Twitter just tells you what's already going on in the world. So, like, if Twitter gets more worse, that's just you being made more aware of how bad the world already is. And at that point, go ahead and leave it. Like, if it's not doing anything positive for you, then go ahead and save yourself the mental energy. Uh, but, like, there's, there's no way to know for sure right now. I, I hope that the however many percent chance that this actually becomes a good thing can happen. Like, I, I have no animosity towards Elon Musk. Like, yeah, he's kind of a shithead. But, like, I don't think he's really said or done anything actually harmful yet. Yet, <laughs> I point out. So, like, maybe if he can use this to maybe somehow give himself a better reputation online, as I'm sure he wants to do. Like, he wants to be seen as the savior of mankind. Like, as a, as I think it's a thing he's literally said before. Like, if if he if he wants to basically earn that sort of a title, then, like, maybe he'll do right by the amount of power he now holds by being the sole proprietor of this platform. Uh, but other than that, we'll wrap things up. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for this show. It was a longie. I apologize. <laughs> Not entirely my fault, but I do apologize. It's my fault. Uh, Frost, why don't you let folks know where they can find you and what you'll be up to this week. So yeah, This week, uh, a lot of escape streams, so be on the lookout for that. Actually doing one with Amy in like two hours or so. Yeah, later today. Yeah, and then one on my channel, twitch.tv slash the other Frost, where I'll be finishing up looking at spooky demos and then uh, going back to normal demos. There's no Thanksgiving demos, are there? <laughs> 
<laughs> you gotta get all those turkey yeah games. food games but yeah that's it for me <laughs> All right, uh, Rachel, what about you? Uh, well, I just got back from, since I just got back from Games Beat Summit, I'm still kind of tired. So there's actually not going to be any blog posts uh, for Sunday or for today or Monday. So, but I am going to be on Game Mess Mornings uh, tomorrow, I believe, for Halloween. And I'm going to wear, be wearing a completely different costume for that one. So tune in to see uh, what I come up with at the last minute. But yeah, there's that. And then this week, probably going to be posting, if not this week, it's early next week, posting my God of War Ragnarok review. So stick around for that. But yeah, that's that's the big thing right now. Nice. And last, but again, not least, the Wilsey Blogs. Where can people find you? What you really up to? I wish it was the least. I love Casey so much. (laughs) Honestly, you have to follow us on Twitter. Not it sounds really. Hey, guys, the whole thing we should have been talking about. Yeah, follow us there. Because fucking why not? You know, at Wilsey Blogs. Uh, yeah, no, for me, I, I, there's been a lot that's been going on in the UB universe, the UB verse. I don't know, making up things. Um, that's, I say I'm making up things. I've seen it in internal emails. You, you, welcome to the UB verse. I'm like, all right, calm down. Anyway, um, yeah. So um, it's been chill. It's been low key for me. So I, I just recommend following on that. If, obviously, if you've been keeping up with the escapist, um, if you haven't seen the side quest episodes, I highly recommend. Um, very funny. We're I like getting it. well on the. Well, here's the beauty part. The, this is so great. In the last episode, which don't, is don't spoil. Anything. No, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's not a spoiler. Why would I spoil it? I'm not stupid. There is a <laughs> big last minute surprise, like last minute to the T. Like I've only just got it into Omar. So like, just be on look. It's gonna. It's it's good. It's probably like only less than a minute of your life, and it's fantastic. Um, so if you're not already watching at the escapist, please watch, uh, if you are a pro, you probably already get it in advance, but, uh, yeah, no, I highly recommend there. And then, you know, just keep an eye on that. I will be on more streams eventually once I figure out my life for the escapist. Uh, but right about now I'm still working on something big, uh, for work and I can't say anything about that, but we'll get there when we get there. And, uh, if you want to just catch up on what I've been doing for work, I would recommend subscribing on YouTube to Ubisoft game plan where we just do guides and this sort of infomercial, like, edutainment. Sort Great of vibe. work on that channel. Absolutely go check it it's out. Abs- it's, it's a fun time. Thank you so much. Can do, can, we're working with KC. We're doing things, man. We're doing more. So, like, yeah, man. I, I highly recommend to just sub or just, I don't know, if you need help, look at us up. Also, if you're playing a Ubisoft game on a PlayStation, use the goddamn help feature. People forget that that's a thing, and I'm like, <laughs> I work on that. You know how hard it is to upload all that to fucking Sony's back off? Oh, God. Anyway, that's just me. All right. Uh, as always, you guys can find me here on Twitch at Sigma Gears Nine, as well as Twitter, the the Hellscape uh, platform. <laughs> uh, so that's usually where I update what I'm doing next. So keep an eye there for uh, you know updates. A word I literally just said. Uh, but later today, two thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Open Party Channel, I'll be doing Super Smash Sunday. Uh, I, I don't think Jeff will be joining me, so I'm going to have a special guest join me in person. Some of you folks can probably guess who that is. Um, it's Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, literally, Naruto's going to come join me. But um, uh, other than that, I should have a new review dropping soon-ish if I can uh, do some editing later today. And uh, yeah, but just streams on Escapist as well. So make sure you're subscribed over there on YouTube because uh, we have a lot of fun doing a bunch of streams. It's, it's been going really well since this new parent company uh, took over. <laughs> um, and uh, excited to to uh, keep, keep being on the internet, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know, I'm rambling. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. 
Much appreciated. We'll see you next week. Happy Halloween. Bye. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween, everyone. Y'all